Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is um, David. Uh, what, what's going on here, buddy? Coming to you live from within the maelstrom, I am also known as Windrunner on the forums. <laughs> or you're a charge, or, or you're Sauron, maybe. It's hard to tell at this stage. <laughs> Audio listeners, this is a visual gag. You gotta, you gotta hop in to see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, watch some of the vi- video ads before the, this on YouTube, and then see the gags. That's that's where you're at. Here. Yeah. Also joining us, Evgeny. Oh, hey, hi. Hey. I am. I am not joining us from the maelstrom. Uh, I am also Argent, and I have opinions about Brenda's works and the Cosmere. Yeah. You're in the you, right place. You do. You do. And you have opinions about how the intro should be done. But I, 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 I actually haven't watched that episode. <laughs> that you did. It comes with being a highly opinionated, 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 It comes with piñatas. <laughs> and speaking of piñatas. <laughs> <laughs> tenuous but it's there it's it, there's 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 a capital c connection here okay what's up veronica uh, hey i'm uh cheyenne today on the discord and forums and i'm very excited for this episode hell yeah yeah so many reasons i am too and i am chaos uh i'm not my name's not too that's that's not what it is but uh i'm chaos i'm excited as well it's time sunlit man reactions hell yeah and sunlit man we finally all the titles are out we don't need to worry about it ever oh again my God. thank goodness Secret project the floor <laughs> I know. I it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a long time to like break the habit of typing out sp4 though yeah. or something uh oh but it'll, I was, it'll work i was never good at it anyways <laughs> that's not I a problem for me yeah. I did. I, I will train my brain. Yes. I will say it was nice to have like these very clear like acronyms because like Sunlit Man True. is now Sunlit SM TSM and that's very that, close to like it's not an TLM, acronym of all. Yeah, yeah like, that, it, that's true for sure. Mm-hmm. So today, Cosmere spoilers are on the table. There, there's there's some Cosmere stuff in this book. If you yeah, two two Cosmere things in this book. Yes. No Stormlight 5 spoilers, but everything else is going to be on the table. But before we get to big spoilery reactions on this book, why don't we go through and do uh, some spoiler-free reactions briefly, I guess. David, why don't you start? What do you, what do you think of this book? I love this book. This book was Brandon has been talking about forever you know he's always like way back in the day when like he was writing all these series and they were not 100 percent going to connect yet because he's like who would ever buy those books he would always be like yeah maybe one day i'll write a conflux book oh yeah conflux book i'll post it on my website or something you know and people can read it and but that wouldn't sell and we have arrived at a point where you know like obviously Mistborn final trilogy is going to be the real end game but this is a conflux book this is the book that even more so than the lost metal really like the, the story this is a Cosmere story. This is not, this is not a story about Scadriel or Scott story about Richard. This is a Cosmere story. What that is 
tightly plotted with a really compelling main character and you just fly through it. It's an awesome book. I, there are things that I love about Yumi as well. And that puts those two probably on like equal footing for me at the end of the day. But I love this book so, so much. And that's all I have to say, really. <laughs> Perfect. Kenny, what do you think? I am surprised by how I don't want to say well paced, even though it, the book is well paced, but that's not the vibe I'm going for. How like fast this book is. Um, which is which, which is very appropriate for like the the main character and for the themes of the book, but it's like it's constant act. Even even when there's no action, there's like constant movement uh, mm-hmm. and and changes and advancement. Which was which was an interesting read that reminded me a little bit of like Era One Mistborn actually, um, like like Final Empire. But this is obviously much more so, right? Uh, this is much more compact. It it is a lot. <laughs> the Casimir is a lot uh, like in this it. one. Yeah. Um, to 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 the point where like there were times where I'm like, okay, I need to I need to put the book down for a moment and just like think because <laughs> there's a lot. Um, and, and you know, this is like the twenty percent mark. This is not the climax of the book necessarily. So. The future of the Cosmere is going to be an interesting, interesting time and an interesting place. That'd be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Veronica, what do you think? Yes. So here's my thing with the Secret Project. I was very hyped for Trust because Aethers and like yep. I lo- like the magic system from Aether of Night. Yep. Frugal was sort of like meh, but it was also non-Cosmere. You mean surprised me because it, I was like kind of neutral in it from the previews and then the character work and like the yeah. art like the art the reflections about the meaning of art just brought it to a whole new level and with this i was expecting a lot of cosmia i was expecting fast paced i was very excited about some of the wobs that brandon had given in the original spoiler stream from the previews and somehow i came out of this book with a new favorite character and very surprised at the amount of character work brandon managed to do like with the main characters in this when i was expecting a fast-paced cosmere filled mechanics book so yeah yeah that was really interesting but i i, I really really liked it um did the that it's much better than i ever expected honestly yeah i i keep i keep thinking so brandon loves using like food metaphors for like different types of <laughs> of of books right yeah, he so he would say oh this 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 book is like like a like a steak in, or like or a, or a full full course meal, and I've been thinking about the secret projects as as a collection because um, obviously the the conversation of, of which one is your favorite always comes up, right? Um, I think we'll do an episode I, on that. Actually, I think we we, we very well might. I think yeah, we, I think we will. And the three Cosmere ones are the Frugal Wizard is like some like foreign cuisine that you try <laughs> once and. You know, like you're, you're, I can you're eat not, this. You're not upset. Yeah. You're not upset that you had it, but like you, it's not. It's not gonna be your favorite. Um, but like the three, uh, the three Cosmere ones are so different in mm-hmm. in their vibes that, like, so like Tress is the the comfort. You know, hey, I can read this whenever I want, and it's just nice and pleasant, right? And then Yumi is. 
also similarly like enjoyable, but it's less cozy and more nice character work, right? Yeah. Um, and then this one is a. I, I, it's, it's, it's I don't Max. know what it is. It's Mad Max. It's Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just goes bit. straight through. It's Mad Max Fury Road, but it's a Cosmere book. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was trying to make it a food thing, but it's, but it's just yeah. so like, it's, water. it's a lot. It's a lot. No, it's, it's, it's something that has a lot of meat in it. It's just so much meat. There's, there's, there's so much happening. This is my favorite secret project. And I, Tress and Yumi got up there, but man, this is such an Eric Bate book. Like it, it's got, <laughs> it's got excellent plotting, excellent pacing. It's got all the Cosmere stuff that you could ever want in a book. It's like, oh, this, this, this is made for me. Oh, great! And as someone who this, this is, this is gonna, let's say, drive engagement in the comments here. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Mad Max Fury Road. I don't like oh. that movie. Uh, and I think that will get me a lot of hate. This book had all the tight pacing, but I think it being in a book, getting the narration from the main character and like him figuring things out really helped. It added something that in a visual medium, you it's just like, wow, there's stuff happening, you know? I really liked that a lot more. And also this book is funny. It's it's like yeah. actually really funny yeah. in many respects, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Like there's sass is off the charts here. And it, but then also like I cried at a part two, the, just the, the character work. And I think we all know the moment mm -hmm. I'm talking about there uh, yep. uh, that he it was just such a good balance for me of character and plot and uh i mean admittedly there is less character than plot and stuff happening but there's a lot of fighting but even though you know rhythm of war i kind of get like a little bored of kaladin fight scenes these fight scenes like really worked really well for me personally like they're they're very visceral and I'm I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. It's it's a spiritual ideal of a Brandon book. It's one third <laughs> compelling character, one third magic world building, one third plot. And you're like, yeah, works. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, all, and then keep talking yeah. about in his writing lectures. Mm -hmm. It's not, and it's not an ob like an original observation to me, but people like it all just fits together so well, like thematically, plot wise, like they all just run along the exact same lines. And you can in a way that I feel like sometimes doesn't happen in Brandon's books or happens in a more muddled way at times that this one is just really, really tight and it all comes together. This is the spiritual ideal of a Brandon book where everything's just firing on all cylinders. And uh, I was talking with some people on Discord who didn't like the book, who are just getting a little tired of, you know, Brandon stuff, which yeah, if you're if you're getting less into Brandon stuff, this this is probably not the book for you. Which is which is fair. Like it's definitely the most Brandony Brandon book, right? Mm. Like mm -hmm. it, thing. If you don't like, if you're starting to not like Brandon books, 
this book will not change your mind at all. No. Like, no, 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 not so at all. So what I'm what I'm hearing is, as the quintessential Brandon book, this is an excellent starting point into the Cosmere. Oh, okay, uh, we're gonna okay. Uh, let, let me let me let me put that in our outline. Uh, <laughs> good idea, in Cosmere, because that is a thing I want to discuss. Yeah, did he say that? He said no. that. Yeah. Did no, he, okay, did he say did, did he he that? I feel like maybe he Ish. said like these could be, but then he was also sort of like maybe not that last one. Yes. No, no. Yes. He 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 said that yeah. any of these could be a starting point yes. in the cosmos. Yes, he, he said did any of them could be. This one is the least like so, okay. good yeah. option. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> good old Stormlight adjacent. Stormlight adjacent. I would- love to see the point of view of somebody who hasn't read any cosmic please please do leave your your comments below if this is your 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 first cosmic book if somebody hasn't, somebody will. There was that person that was re- starting with the lost metal that was like floating around. <laughs> oh, know, yeah, got, oh like, my people got yeah, a lot of yeah, upvotes. I, 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 yeah, they're, they're, yeah, people are gonna get your upvotes on Reddit for reading Sunlit Man. Yeah, <laughs> subject yourself to it and be like, I was confused. Yeah, Let, let's transition to some spoilery things. But uh, go, going off this being a starting point, in a lot of senses. Ogs just explains, like, you get plenty of explanation for what's happening. You don't have as much of the context, but admittedly, a lot of the stuff we're learning in this book, even the massive Cosmere nerds are learning, right? (laughs) I think so. But, like, there's just, like, things that, I don't know. It's hard hard to tell from, from, like, inside the Cosmere Phantom. You know, I think it's actually impossible. I feel like a lot of the coolness does come from like knowing what these things are yeah, so like yeah. when you when you realize that they're threnodites we're like Whoa, and everyone else are like okay does <laughs> that mean they're from somewhere else on this planet are they fantasy you know fantasy like puritans yeah it doesn't like it doesn't mean anything yet and so like i think that it probably works fine but you have but like some of it relies on context that people aren't going to be thinking yeah. about and like even besides uh, the world building, like so many of the character building moments that I wasn't expecting, but I really loved with Sigzel and Ox, they are building upon Stormlight context. Yes. And yes. So many of those lines that hit so hard, yes. they are direct references to Stormlight. Yeah. yeah like, so, like, if you don't have that, I don't know how that character work would hit. It would probably feel like a lot more empty because, I mean, this is kind of counting on you. Like, knowing like all the story of like the bridge runs and who Kaladin is and like bridge four and all that dynamic mm-hmm. and what Sigzel has walked away from like that's yeah. part of it too mm-hmm. like you don't understand exactly. what like where he was that he's ended up in this position and so a lot of that just doesn't come through and even like little stuff like my one of my favorite things was the man that he saved having like a gap like a gap in his teeth yeah. like Hover. And you were like, and you just know it and you're like oh my gosh like there there's like you can just see like a little crack in the hard shell he's built around himself but like someone else is just like okay so i guess it reminds him of someone moving on you know yeah. like and it does really help to know that shard blades <laughs> what shard blades can do yeah, like, like when he's when he summons it for the first time you're like oh i guess it can i guess there he is it's a sword i guess that's significant whereas you know? when <laughs> you've already read storm like you're like yeah hell yeah he summoned the blade yeah awesome yeah i, I don't know like it's just definitely a different experience uh but I don't know. I do, I do think this book is pretty good. And like the things that are necessary for this book, it does explain. But I do think the mm-hmm. additional context makes it hit harder. But maybe yeah, that's there, our Cosmere bias. 
Yeah, I assume there's no way it's not a weaker book not having read the Rebels. Yeah. Like, yeah. The two compared, like, there's just no, there's no way in my mind that it, like, in the same way that, like, you could read Tress and you're like, oh, maybe it is better for, I, I can see someone make an argument where you're like, oh, you're not getting distracted by the details. Like, yeah. But for this, I don't, I don't think that would apply. I think, I think this is the difference between, or, or similar to the difference between, like, having lived through, like, certain events and just having read about those events. I think this is the difference between having something just explained to you, which like, if you haven't read any of, of the rest of the Cosmere, this book I think is gonna do a sufficient job at like providing you the context that you need to understand mm -hmm. what is going on, right? Ox is some kind of a spirit. He's a shape-shifting tool. He can turn into metal. Oh, sure. weapons are denied to Nomad because of his torment sometimes you know, that changes, et cetera, et cetera. So like you can understand these things, but if you go into all of this with like all of the background information from Stormlight and other places, you can now feel a lot of these mm -hmm. things as well. Like admittedly, if you, if you read the sample chapters, you know, he's, you know, he's Sigzel, right? Certainly if you don't know that in advance and you're just getting this, it's like, okay, he's nomad. But then there's like, there are these little hints and then it, it becomes more and more explicit. You meet Hoyd, then you're, oh, is that, is it, is this what, is this what I think is happening? And then like he does eventually say Sigzel very explicitly, but that's very mm -hmm. late in the book. I find the mystery of who Nomad is and the weight of his character and the character development to be like a, a big highlight of the book, right? So having read Stormlight where you can be oh dude what the hell happened to you man like holy crap is that that really adds to it i think remember when you were just this this nerdy guy who was uh, like measuring the efficiency but then of he does become a nerdy, he, he's the nerdy guy again and i love the line of could he do this impossible and then he just says absolutely i got this under control like i, I love like the prose um, the prose is just very funny in that way yeah. like i love yeah. that yeah mm -hmm. and he definitely i feel like he's got like a descendant of hoyd humor like he's not quite hoyd but like he like he he feels like a student of hoyd a little bit like there are times when he's like oh i bet my master will like that one and then you know kind of <laughs> you but know also goes just on with totally hating hoyd just oh, oh my gosh I know. Well, and like that is moving away from like, you know, does it work as a starter? Sure. One of my favorite things is just that the Hoyt Sigzel apprenticeship thing finally means something like that for a long time. I was just like, OK, like I guess this random dude was Hoyt's apprentice and he was just feeling like having an apprentice for a while. And this is just such a cool like expansion on that story. Yeah, because we haven't seen it. And I mean, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, of course. Mm -hmm. There's so much to talk about, but yeah, that scene of Sigzel and Hoyd talking, brutal. And also just later lines of, oh, yeah, Hoyd's always starting stories about things. And then, you know, he makes a big story of himself, of this legendary <laughs> sunlit man. The sunlit man. And Og's just totally ripping into him. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was on top of the mountain and stood in the sunlight for a bit, you did what? It's like, oh, yeah, that was the first time I stepped in the sunlight. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Ox is a great character. Well. Ox is I love character. Ox. Ox 
is that new favorite character I was referencing earlier. Oh, I, is I, it really? I oh, watch. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Jeffrey. Oh, I'm, Jeffrey. I'm so sorry. That <laughs> <laughs> hurt. Yeah, like Ogs. The the relationship with that and how though Sigzel made this terrible mistake and he he he's like eaten up and destroyed about yeah. it, but Ogs is still like believes in him is yeah <gasps> no it breaks my heart every time it's, it's just so sad. every time and and you know as soon as Ogs is like i mean i can give you a little just just a little bit of the abilities it's like oh you know that's happening in the end and where's my red flag uh, yeah i know it's, it's I, <laughs> waving uh, that flag but, but like yeah. even though like it's it's obvious foreshadowing that you know it's gonna happen i love that moment where like you need to protect them at the yeah. end I'm like, oh, hell yeah but it's mm. so sad as oh, well no. Og sacrificing himself <laughs> Yeah. And then like, honestly, for me, like I, you know, like it was obviously a red flag, but it was also, there was a part of me that was like, would Brandon really leave him alone? Like, would he really leave him alone at the end of this? And the answer is yes. This yeah. is, this yeah. is not a Yumi ending. Ox does not go, oh man, I got sleepy there. No fake out death this time. He's, he's, <laughs> like, he's dead. He's dead. Well, except for the fact he can still change shape, which is interesting. I don't but... understand. I don't, yeah, that's a mechanics question. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that in a lore episode. There's, I have a giant list of lore things. We will have Sunlit Man lore episodes, episodes. plural, maybe, maybe, probably. There's a, lot. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, no, Ogs legit dies. I think just the visceral, the, the tension of running away from the sun is such a cool visual in this mm -hmm. that you go in the mail he goes in the maelstrom and he like cocoons together and like uses almost all of his investiture so he's all of it he yeah, goes yeah. Down to zero. oh yeah right he does go down to zero and like he he does get it back but man it's 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 so rough tense. it's tense and then you finally get to the refuge and yeah it it is just as bad as he always thought it would be. <laughs> like it, it was a spaceship. It's a spaceship, and he's got to get back to save them all at Union. And mm -hmm. God, that that art though with him with the sky skybreaker and in the armor, <laughs> so good. Oh, oh. If you are listening so to the audio, good. check that art out in the PDF because it is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah, out on the website as of the time of this recording, but I feel like it, they got a I, that makes sense to me though. I feel like it should come out when like the main release comes out. Now yeah. that we're doing this, you know, I, like you don't want somebody to click on Brandon's website and be like, "Oh shoot," you know, like yeah, we're recording this on the seventh. Uh, yeah, you can't buy it yet, but you can buy it as of this coming out, probably. I think yeah, uh, like yeah. from now. Yeah. So ebook e becomes available to everyone on October tenth, which is which is I think roughly when the books the physical books will become available for pre-order on brandon's website mm -hmm. to people who were not part of the kickstarter campaign yep. and then all of the backers of the campaign will get their books and then once that is done all of the people who did this kind of pre-order will get theirs mm -hmm. i think backer books are already out i've been seeing pictures yeah, of them. people, so people are getting them. Certainly in progress they are very yeah i don't have yeah. mine but I mean, either I've been getting them early lately, so I'm like, whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I always, don't think always mine last. Oh, and also, if you've been wondering, where's an unboxing video for the last two months of uh, Year of Sanderson? I'm so busy. I, I 
I got some boxes to unbox, guys. Uh, I don't oh, think I we'll mean, do a Sunlit Man unboxing because we can't show like most of the arc of the book because <laughs> it's all massive spoilers. So probably won't do that one. But it does look pretty. I love the new cover. I think the new oh. cover is a massive improvement in my opinion. It was opinion. a big step oh, up. Oh my god, yes. Uh, yeah, the previous one was pretty like it was a mock-up so it wasn't meant to be awesome sure. but like it, it was like if it had stayed as visually similar as like say yumi did which sure. i like the yumi draft cover i would have been disappointed i think this is much much better and yeah. it looks more like sigil to me than i did before yeah that's although, although is that the is that sigil though or is that the cinder king i think that's supposed to be sigil yeah okay Cinder King doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have a sword. You're right. Oh, well, yeah. it's like the, the gem at the chest. He's holding it there, though. It's not. He's he's holding a sun heart. He's probably yeah. holding a sun heart. Yeah. yeah. But like the, the Cinder King has a thing where his clothes kind of do like a glowy thing. Yeah, so that's I was looking at guy's clothes that's and I'm true. like, wait, is it the Cinder King? Because then we've got whoever on the back. Again, unclear to me whether it's. Elegy. Uh, elegy uh, or. Uh, that, that is Elegy. Yes. Elegy. Okay. Yep. Because yeah, everybody, everybody's got glowy, glowy crap in their chat, so <laughs> yeah. it's hard to identify people. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's, it's a little weird because like the chart, they're supposed like their entire chest cavity is supposed to be gone, and the art doesn't depict that, which makes yeah. the chart and and Rebecca very similar. In, like because the textually, the difference is the Cinder King and the Sunlit One at the end don't have the cinder heart all the way into like it's it's more like sure. embedded into their yeah, skin yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. and with the chard it's like inside their chest cavity like it burns out it's a lot like mram in the end of old spring oh, it kind of is yeah yeah uh, well, but well i i want to talk about that in the lore episode um oh okay <laughs> add that to the list add that to the list so we don't uh, forget but, but but so like in the text like that's the difference and it's very clear that there is a difference all of the art kind of follows this oh it's it's a little bit embedded but you can tell from the hair if you if you look at there's the elegy art where her chest is all like God. So like there is art of it in the book. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some, some of it is. But like, sure, yeah, the, the cover is stylized for sure. Yeah. Mm, but but yeah, that, that's fine. Sigzel is not in three colors here. Like there, the, this is not a photorealistic <laughs> cover here. Like that's fine. It's a, it's only a very three style. colors on Canticle, Eric. Little known fact. Only yeah, three red, colors. Yeah. Red, Bold. black, and yellow. I mean, it, the, this this book has a very specific color palette and vibes, and I'm into it. And I love that Sigzel's armor basically like became that. That was that was sweet. Oh, like, I you, love like, that. Chard armored. That was cool. I hope everyone enjoyed that reveal of Zellian. <laughs> I hope <laughs> okay. I hope everyone liked that. How'd oh, yeah. you like that, Veronica? <laughs> I have to talk as, about so as, as someone who what? hasn't known about this for two years. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so, so when the like camp, Stormlight campaign came out, like for the minis and all the art and all that, that armor, like it looked very familiar to me. And like you guys have, you guys know how big of a fan I am of the Black Company, oh. and it looks exactly <laughs> like the armor under cover of the second book of like the second omnibus of the black company and so i was like okay it's okay. gonna be somebody um it's going to be somebody from the night brigade and i was so focused on that because of like that <laughs> like even if i see the sigzalian theories like in the preview channels and all that i was like yeah maybe that's probably more likely but the yeah. night brigade <laughs> yeah yeah and so it, it was a really good review it was so much fun 
Veronica, what's, really your, right what's the second omnibus called? It's called The Books of the South. The Books of the South. Yeah, I... Okay. I'm not at home, so I don't have the book I'll, with me. I'll, I'll give it, it that it's similar. similar. Cool. Um, like, the black, like, the, like, spiky things. Yeah. I... I never notice visual details like that. Like no. that is just not a thing my brain is programmed for. I'm always like, oh, armor, cool. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that's I, I think too. for me, it's that it 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 felt very like generic, but in a cool way. Like generic, cool looking fantasy, dark, gothic, edgy armor it's kind of thing. Massive dark knight vibes. Edge, edgy, not paladin. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark Paladin. Dark Paladin, yeah. Uh, but like it kind of is like it's very fitting though with where Sigzel is, is, right? Yeah. Like he he was a radiant twice. And <laughs> uh which, you know, but then he becomes connected to Canticle Insane. I I love that. That's that's a moment where knowing more of the Cosmere stuff, I'm like, oh, right, I get it. Like, it does explain it, but it's it's kind of cool seeing such a strong connection to a planet, like, occurring, right, in mm-hmm. an actual book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for uh, me, that was actually probably the most impactful thing to me was when they were inviting him in. That, it, you know, like, I re- like, from the emotional side, it was also just great. Like, that, w- that was really, mm-hmm. really yeah. cool. Because he has no home, and I mean, it's so sad that he has to leave this second home again, yeah. and he can't come back, which is yeah. brutal. But, but yeah, that that is, it's that scene and Og's dying. I think that that are the two yep. up there, and, and like probably Sigzelhoid, maybe. That's that's a, that's a good a, one. That's but brutal. I guess I wasn't like sad. I I I enjoyed that as sort of like a relationship, kind of like. Yeah, just, like kind of gave some, yeah. you know, it sort of set where they were at a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a strong emotional moment for me. Sure. It was a sure. cool character moment for me. I, I just love mm-hmm. when characters you both know just like go at it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the stuff I really like. And seeing a second side of Hoy that you normally don't see where he's kind of admitting something that he was wrong that. about. We yes. so we, we we keep we keep we keep talking about Hoy. Like let's talk about let's, Hoy let's for talk, a minute. Let's okay. talk about Hoy. Let's, let's do that. What did Hoy do? What did Hoy do to our boy? Well, so yeah. even oh even God. before yeah. even before that, uh, I wanna I wanna dig a little bit more into that scene. Okay. Um, because Hoyt is not in our outline, but we obviously want to talk about no, Hoyt. No, so th- this is just highlights. Uh, I knew we were going to go many places. With this. <laughs> it's impossible to plan such an many episode. Many a place, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it is, so what is really cool about that scene is, is yes, we get to see a more personal side of Hoyt. Right. A lot of the times when we see him in other books, even in Stormlight, where he plays a pretty prominent role, he is there to like show up for a minute, either give us some information or, you know, do a therapist session <laughs> and then, you know, peace yeah. out. True. Here, it's a it's a short scene, but we get to a like a very real relationship moment or moments between Hoyd and and Sigzil. Uh, kind of the idea of, you know, Hoyd not caring and just leaving Sigzil to not die, obviously, because he didn't die, but like abandoning him essentially in, in a place of danger. I'm not quite sure what the Alethkar reference is there, if it's the bridge cruise or something else. I but think 
I mean, I think it's whatever bad things happen in Stormlight 5 because I'm not getting good vibes from this book at all. But there's a weird thing where he's like, oh, you went to my superior or to my you know, master or supervisor or whatever the word was. Yeah. And you didn't, you know, care to like pull me out or anything like that. So yeah, it's, yeah. Well, to me, that felt like he was talking about Paladin, where he yeah. was like, yeah, that was very, that was a little confusing to me too. As I was like, I kept, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't sure yeah. about that. It or was if they were weird. directly connected or if it was just like listing things he was mad about, like, yeah. But like this kind of like the side of Hoyd that is, you know, the way of kings. Uh, oh, I I would watch this world burn if it served my purposes. Yeah. I will watch it with tears in my eyes, but watch I will. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that half of Hoyd, which I've always loved and always mm-hmm. been fascinated by. Here is my left car theory. If we've got it, just one. Here's sure. The sure yeah. OK, because if he's going chronologically here, he's saying like you. I've never got a chance to say sorry about a left car. And then they go into, well, you had plenty of time when you were talking to my superior officer, Kaladin. Okay. He's sure. talking about whatever events led him to the bridge cruise and Hoyd not helping him there. Oh, he's, okay. Sure. Sure. He, yeah, that, that's how I read still it. don't know about. And this is a complaint of mine that I hope will one day be answered, which is who did Sigzel want to kill that got him sent to the bridge that's cruise? True. That's true. Yeah. why he, that's yes. what happened in the first place. True. That was my head. Yes. That's what it has well. to yeah. be for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm conflating something else later because I finished reading this yesterday and there's there's a lot here. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's but a lot. the Alethgar thing was also a Stormlight 5 thing. I was I've gone back yeah, and forth, but yeah. I think ultimately that's where I kind of no, I, I think I think you're correct. Yeah. yeah, because of course, Sigza would be upset with that. You know, like even though I mean, mm-hmm. it turned out good eventually for a while yeah. being in the but Windwaters, but Hoyd. But yeah. not because, yeah, not because of Hoyd. Right, exactly. Not because of Hoyd. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I think it feels like you could almost see how Sigzel would feel used because, like, he's an apprentice and then he's dropped when he's not valuable. And then later, Hoyd finds a use for him. Yes. But then he's dropped again immediately, left to his own devices, and his life is even ruined even more than he could have imagined. Yeah. yeah. So I want to talk about that. So let, let's, let's maybe go through the Sigzel timeline. That this is, this is what Ooh, I want to okay. do. I think this is what. The people want us to talk about here. in the reactions episode. It's the single timeline. <laughs> no, no, no. Re- really, though, no, because it's true. We he leaves the Windrunners, right? Mm-hmm. That, so. Presumably, Stormlight Five. Like, I don't yeah, think it's happening much later than that. Well, in, Brandon, in the end of the book, I believe Brandon says we are approaching the division point for Sigzel's story and we're yeah. coming upon it very soon. So to me, that's a, something significant does happen in Stormlight yes. 5. I don't oh, know what it does. Is. Mm-hmm. He does also say something about um, like this book, not not spoiling, but foreshadowing uh, yes. Stormlight 5. Oh, yes, right. there, there is, yeah. there is yeah. something with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a quote in the book where I think Oggs is saying this to Sigzel. It wasn't your fault what happened. Events were largely outside your control. And I think that was referring to Sigzel being in command. So that doesn't sound good for sure, right? So, uh-oh. uh-oh. Um, it's it's crazy how that's like not even the worst thing that happens to him. But okay, great. Yeah. He leaves the, the Windrunners. And mm-hmm. later, he gets the Dawn Shard when he is 38. So Hoyd, yes. Hoyd comes in and gives Sigzel 
the Dawn Shard. Presumably the same Dawn Shard that Hoyd originally had, which yeah, which is weird in and of itself because I don't think Hoyd currently yeah. has that Dawn Shard in present time, Stormlight either. time, right? Oh, and Star. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of I so I was updating the Hoyt article a little bit because like after this book, and I was kind of confused because yeah. like something like after Dawn Shard came out, Brandon sort of was sort of implied in some of those wobs that Hoyt did not have his Dawn Shard yeah. anymore, and that that is where I was getting a little confused. I think it's because it does seem to me that that Hoyt passes it to Sigzel, and then Sigzel passes it back to him. And that, but all of this happens post where we see Stormlight. So it's possible Hoyd still doesn't have it, even in Rhythm of War. But I think Sigzel passed the Dawn Shard to someone who wasn't Hoyd, to someone else. I think, I know, I think it's still yeah. Hoyd because he says later, they want to kill me and then they'll be on to you next. Yeah, so, so the exact, the, let, let's get, okay, yeah, uh, let's, let's look at the quote. <laughs> yeah, it's very, uh, okay. I am very confused about the whole Dawn Shard hunting thing. It doesn't actually make sense. So they, in, in, in chapter 10, where uh -huh. they're talking about yep. uh, this stuff, uh, they, they are, you know, Hoyt is making the claim that uh, Sigzil saved the Cosmere and he's like, no, I, I, I saved your ass, not the Cosmere. And then same difference, it's not, it's really not. <laughs> I love that. I, uh, Sigzel's sassy humor uh, is, is he, he wants the charts. Just none of it. Yeah. Um, if they catch me, the Night Brigade, yep. they'll be able to connect lowercase c, the Dawn Shard to you, and then they'll be on your tail. But I'll, and also yeah. capital C connect, I will say. Yeah, because later it is capital C with the spike uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, where's the weird. spike thing? In the case of the Night Brigade, this is from chapter 28. In the case of the Night Brigade, he'd completely missed the danger. He'd soon learned that with their twisted arts, they could kill him and fashion a spike from his soul that would lead them to the person he had given the Dawn Shard. To them, Nomad was a crucial link in a very important chain, and he was far more useful dead than alive. So, yeah. so did Hoyd give Sigzel the Dawn Shard, or did he get it yeah. some other way? I oh, believe there's a line that implied to me that he got it from Hoyt as well. I'll have to see if I can find it. Well, there, here it is. When I adopted the Dawn Shard from Wit, it created my torment. Chapter 21. So, so to me, it was given to him and then he passed it back. And I don't understand how they're tracking him because I would have, I previously assumed they were tracking the Dawn Shard holder before Sigzel using his body to make a spike. And they're using that spike to follow Sigzel. But it, it seems like he got it and gave it to Hoyt. So we heard. I guess maybe I just assumed that Sigzel gave the Dawn Shard to someone else because being the temporary holder of the Dawn Shard and then giving it back to Hoyt doesn't make any sense to me that I'm just like, well, especially when that line that you read where Sigzel's like, oh, the person I gave the Dawn Shard to, like, it's being ambiguous. And I feel like if it was Hoyd, then it'd be more explicit. But I agree. He says, I gave it to you. Like he said, like he says that he, or I guess it says, or he didn't say that. He says, they'll be on to you. They'll so be I on don't to know. you. Yeah. So it's, I mean, like, I guess it could be like onto your plan, onto your plot, you know, like yeah. if they're trying to do a, a dodge and like so hide it from someone. He says on your tail. Yeah. So to me, like, that's just so, that's, on, what is on your tail mean? They'll be following you. You yeah, know, yeah, that's a pursuit to follow yeah. you. Like, yes. yeah. maybe they're tracking Sigzel some other way, or like maybe like here. Here's an idea. They actually killed the person before Hoyd, sure. right? 
Sure. And they've made a spike and they're tracking Hoyd and Hoyd's like, ah, oh, crap. Okay. So I give it to Sigzel and then he gives it back to me. And somehow that messes with the chain a little bit. So they're looking for Sigzel before they look for Hoyd. Yeah. I don't know if that works. Or, I don't know how maybe, the back and forth would, would work. Or, or maybe now the, I, I do like that idea. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the act of passing the Dion shard to Sigzil, the previous, but I've always assumed that Hoyd has had this since the shattering. The, the wobs to me here, let me, but, but let, maybe, maybe, yeah, no maybe he's done this before, <laughs> right? This, this is, it's, it is very confusing. That's what I have to say. Uh, and probably intentionally. So like Brandon doesn't want to give away the whole game here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, but the other thing that's weird though, is it's not like Sigzel and Hoyd passed it to one and then to the other. Cause we know that in the intermediate time, some threatening event occurred where Ox was killed. So it's, unless that happened in the two minutes, Hoyd, had given it to him no like it seemed like he had the dawn shard for a bit right for a little bit not not super long but for a a little while like he he definitely used it and knew how to use it it's just in that moment of need it it drew upon that investiture of ogs right i i don't know if i would characterize if i would go so far as saying he knew how to use it or something like that for me fair but like now now he's clearly learned to harness what's like the changes that wrought to him but whether he knew what was going on at the time, harder to say for me. Open question how long Sigzel had, had the Dawn Shard. It was unclear to me whether he had uh, already had Ox prior to the Dawn Shard. Um, it, it definitely seemed like there's a line of that they were together for decades. So that indicates mm-hmm. to me that maybe Sigzel leaves the Windrunners, so, yeah. gets Ogs maybe in the time jump, and then like book six or seven, uh, Sigzel gets the Dawn Shard maybe. There is a bit... I, I think there are two lines that kind of imply opposite things. Great. Good. That explains the confusion <laughs> I, I think we do have a line that's like specifically uh that specifically talks about the relative timeline of meeting ox and getting the dawn shard but i don't remember yeah there's i think okay i found one i don't know if this is the one you're thinking of he'd accepted that terrible weapon to hide it and the power had warped his soul worse he hadn't known hadn't realized that bonding auxiliary would lead to such a tragedy they'd spent years together with a potential lurking there unseen okay. then in a moment okay. of need he'd unconsciously reached out blah, okay. blah, blah. so he held it at least for a couple of years yeah 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 and it's that is kind of implying to me that he bonded ox afterwards that, that does seem to imply that and but- uh, that's the one I was looking for as well, yes. But then there's also the after decades together, his expression, his expressiveness had grown and grown until that day when he used yeah, the Dawn Shard. Which, which I think away. is consistent, right? So he gets the Dawn Shard. That's the Dawn Shard. Doesn't have, doesn't have a spren. Yep. Uh, bonds, Ox. Yep. They spend decades together. Yep. With the Dawn Shard is there. It's not doing anything. The bond is there. Uh, Sigzo advances to uh, fourth ideal at the very least. Uh, and then that moment happens. The Dawn Shard consumes his spren. And 
sometime later gives he the gives the don shard back just like he does spend decades with the don't show so it's not like a quick back and forth yeah. And there is the line that Hoyd had the Dawn Shard for a lot longer than Sigzil. And so that's why Hoyd cannot yeah. die. Yeah. I don't I still don't think Hoyd knows how dangerous Dawn Shards are and wouldn't want, I think, Odium to ever get near a Dawn Shard, I feel <laughs> like. I don't know. But there it, it I mean, it's weird. Like, for sure. And I feel like he'd also be much more scared of like the whole like memory thing Vargodium did to him if he'd have been holding the Dawn Shard yeah, at the end of the It, it doesn't fit. So yeah, wouldn't that be I mean, much more terrifying for like Hoyd to just yeah. encounter Odium directly? Like that sounds extreme. Like it's already pretty reckless in Rhythm of War. If he literally has the Dawn Shard, that, that seems super reckless. Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah. Okay, well here, do here's what I've got. And like maybe we got over our skis on Hoyd not having the Dawn Shard. If I'm looking back at like Dawn Shard blobs, because we've got here. Here's the best that we have is Brandon saying in his Dawn Shard annotations on Reddit, which was mostly just him posting mm -hmm. about the book on Reddit. Uh, Hoyd was a Dawn Shard at some point in the deep past. And he, the reason he why he can still not harm people or eat meat is related to the changes that's made to his spirit. He was a Dawn Shard in the past. Does that mean that he was not that he is not now? Tough to say. And there's a follow up question by someone saying, what could possibly have induced Hoyd to give up being a Don Shard and how could he have trusted whoever he passed it on to? And Brandon says, that's an yeah. excellent question, but he doesn't say he did do it. In fact, uh, and so and then when someone says directly asks him, is Hoyd still holding his Don Shard? Brandon says Hoyd Don Shard is a Rafa. So okay. that's of what we've course. got on the wobs. Yeah, okay. Right. All right. I am convinced it makes no sense for Hoyd to still have that Don Shard. And was the Well, so yeah. as as I was saying, that I think it would be very reckless for him to go to like he's already scared of encountering Odium generally on Roshar, mm -hmm. but in the end of Rhythm of War, he's you know, he, he's feeling pretty good with the contracts. Like, oh, I can't, I can't be really hurt by him, by him now. But like before then, he's he's definitely concerned about that. But I think the Dawn Shards are so scary. Why would, if Hoyd had that Dawn Shard, why would he ever risk Odium getting anywhere near it? Like Maybe that, Odium that doesn't, doesn't make any sense. That's because it is in fact the most useless Dawn Shard, which is the one that just prevents you from doing something as opposed to letting you do something. But but I don't think that's, <laughs> like, I don't Od think that's true. Odium with a shard that only lets him defend defend life? Maybe that's a better Odium. Maybe he should want to give that to Odium. Where Odium's <laughs> no, like, damn, okay. the war's I mean, over because I can't hurt people anymore. I mean, I... I don't know if a shard Don shard combo is going to work exactly like that. Maybe, uh, but maybe I don't know. It's we are playing with things that are way at the periphery were, of our concepts. It, it, that's here. very true. But Sigzil still does refer to it as a weapon, and so it do, it does seem very dangerous. Yeah. So designed as a weapon is is what he says, which is I I, I just ignore that line honestly. I yeah. Like <laughs> he wasn't born ten thousand years ago. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he is wrong about a lot of things in the book but it doesn't make any sense to me that hoyd would take any risks with odium because i i don't think he does mm -hmm. take risks with odium he like that odium's enemy number one in his book I, right i guess but him going to see odium in the first place is him taking a risk with odium he's poking sure, him in the eye 
thinking he's protected, but he's not, you know? And like that, like I honest on the whole, I agree with you that I don't think that he had it, but I, I also, he, he's a cocky little guy. Like he, I could see him being like, I got it. I got it. He doesn't know that I got it. It's hard to detect. Odium can't tell that Rissen has a Dawn shard, you know? Uh, I think, I think there's also room for, he does, he doesn't have it in the sense that he's not ascended uh, with oh, maybe he's doing, he's doing a basher thing where it's like he's got the gem right he's got he's got the topaz or the same way that's true that reasons don't shard was tucked in a mural like in, in some mural. weird way uh-huh. what if hoys was also like put in a in a box that makes a lot more sense <laughs> Here's my thought. Another possibility. There's been a long-standing theory that I really like that maybe is undermined by this book. That you know, when Frost is like talking to in the letter, when that Frost writes to Hoyt, you know, he he basically says like, "Have you given up on the topaz now that it's dead?" Hoyt's goal is to like kind of undo, oh. like he wants to make something. There's been a theory that he want that one of the Dawn shards that is different from the rest is the one Hoyt held that was in yep. some way destroyed or damaged. And maybe he restores it between now and then. Oh, interesting. And he successfully completes that, which they thought was impossible. And now it has become a thing. It is, it is in play again. And that's a, that's a theory. Hmm. That would be a big thing to happen. Or like five or like in this period. But I think that that is very possible. I think there's another very reasonable possibility that Hoyt is a Dawn shard. This Topaz is something else. And oh, but it is directly related. At least the title, the bearer of the first gem, is related to sure, the Dawn Shard. But it, it, I'm just saying there, there's it, it could it could be okay. something else that like the Dawn Shard sucked up like Ox, right? And so then that is making the mm-hmm. Topaz dead, right? Could be, I guess. Uh, and oh. like maybe it's like some weird Aiden Alcium gemstone or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, don't I guess. Know. I guess. I guess we should say the first gem, not not because Topaz was Hoyd's name for. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it it is itself a topaz, is it not? Like it Brandon has talked about how he has the ring that is a topaz that was he lost in his move from Nebraska. Like we know that. Yeah, it it, it is a topaz. Um, wow, this is this is the deepest cuts here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. I did not know that. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I do like the idea that Hoyt has restored the Dawn Shard. I think the. I think the thing that doesn't make sense to me is Hoyd's and Skadriel between book five and six of Stormlight. I'm like, what? Does that have something to do with the I'm, I'm confused. Like, what? What are you he's doing? Also, he's also there for like, you know, maybe a decade. Yeah, right? but there's Cause, 15, cause... 10, 15 years between five and six. He's got to get the Dawn Shard again, and then something bad happens that he needs to pass it to Sigzil for some. Okay, sure. I guess, I guess, I mean, it's so, it's so tough to say, like, what if he, there's a, here's another option. He restores it in Stormlight 5. Sigzel has already set down his Windrunner O's and he's like, oh, perfect. Here's someone I can trust. You take this, like, you know, the eyes are on me. The heat's on me. I can't be holding this. Here you go. Sure. I'm going to Skadriel. Years go by. He's on Skadriel for years. Sigzel is in Shade Smart bonding Ox for years. They meet, he gives it back. And then, you know, then killing Ox. And then they meet and he ultimately gives it back. Okay. There is a question of 
why Sigzel would give Hoyd the Dawn Shard back after it killed Ox a little bit. Like, yeah, he'd be like, why would he be like, screw you? Like, no. There's, there's a, hey, I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. I guess. Sure, give, that, it to someone, give it to someone who's not Hoyd. You know, you're like, I'm going to give it to somebody who, maybe, maybe you trust, maybe, maybe you still think Hoyd's more trustworthy. Well, I don't know. But yeah, like maybe he doesn't want anyone else to suffer what he had to suffer. So I was like, okay, Hoyd, you, you kind of know how to handle this. It's the best of the of terrible options. Maybe I don't know. I think Hoyd doesn't have the Dawn Shard. I think someone else has it. But I, I agree <laughs> that the line in chapter ten is is weird. But I I don't think Hoyd has it. I think it Would... makes more sense if it's someone else. Okay. I don't know who that could be. So m- maybe Hoyd got rid of the Dawn Shard of the first time because he has he started to realize that if he wants to be collecting magic systems like pokemon maybe having the dawn shards scary or something yeah like he bonded the design and like yes obviously ox bond that nomad bonded ox while he was holding the dawn shard but also like it was a specific prohibition they gave risen yeah exactly so So, like like, it seems like this is dangerous which I guess Hoyd just didn't tell Sigzel about because may- maybe Hoyd thought that Sigzel, yeah, um, mm-hmm. oh, you you have you abandoned the Windrunners and broke the oath. You're like, why, why would you bother? Right? You're not going to yeah, bond maybe. another spread yeah. again. Like, yeah. I'm not even worried about that. Right? It's a like, pretty good candidate, all things considered. Like, like, yeah. To be fair, from Hoyd's perspective, I think that make that's pretty reasonable. If you break your spread bond, you're. <laughs> It's a safe assumption Why that you probably would do it again, and Hoyd thought wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think that makes some degree of sense. Yeah, it's interesting. Do we do we do we know how old Sigzel is in Stormlight currently? Nope. I have looked as yeah. best I can. My reading has always been twenties, and so I, I feel like there's like probably like a decade occurs post yeah. this. Yeah, deck, but. So I, I think it's oh, like book six no. or seven that he gets the Dawn right. Shard, right? You just can't get the Dawn Shard yet. He just yeah, can't he, do he it can't, because he can't. he's not he, old he enough. Is, he is not 38 he, right now. I don't, right? He doesn't read like 38. No, like, he he's is not. so no. uncertain of himself. Like, he, like, yeah, and I just he get constantly talks about like the time in his youth, right? Of like getting the spear mm-hmm. and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I, I think you could interpret early mid 20s like that i think that's fine especially when you've lived decades and decades and decades right like Mm. i I think that's sensible Mm. that you would say your mid 20s even would be that Mm. but i think the other half of the single timeline question not to extend this over much is how much time has passed like since we've seen him like how like how far in the future is this because he's talking about there's still being people on rashar that love him but he's also older than the greater good or people that he cares about, you know, he wants to protect people, people that he cares, he cares about. about. So I'm like, is that, does it mean that they're going to be in space in decades? Like, is that how quickly Brandon's accelerating the future like of the Cosmere? Well, so here's the thing. Uh, he says that the Skadrians have been experimenting with space flight for about a century yep. at this okay. point. And yep. so we, we know that's not the case in era two. Yep. It, no. Like yeah. at the earliest, I can see like Era Three and the start yeah. doing something to that effect. Sure. So yeah, we have fair. another. So between Stormlight, uh, Stormlight One, between Arrow, between the front half <laughs> of Stormlight, <laughs> um, the back half of Stormlight. So so we have like call it 
10 years to era two, mm-hmm, call it fair. another 50 years until era three. Like I'm being very conservative here. Yeah, sure. And then another 100 years for like until Canticle. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I think we're looking at like 150, 200 years. Uh, I think that's okay. I think that's okay. It's okay. I mean, like, the, I have to sometimes let go of the fact that, like, their technological progression is not what ours is going to be, you know, because they've got the magic. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got magic that that's going to be something else. I just didn't want it to be, like, 60 years from, you know, Rhythm of War to Intergalactic War. Like, that's pretty <laughs> That's pretty quick for me. It that, does, that's fair. Yeah. It does raise the question mm-hmm. who he's talking about. It, of, like, who he cares about on Roshar. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, like, you could you could maybe make an argument for like Spren. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's super true, right? We also yeah. have no idea what's gonna happen in the back half of nope. Stormlight. <laughs> maybe there are people like from the cast that become immortal somehow or functionally immortal, so they might still be around. Like who David, knows? No. Harold's theory? David, no. News Harold's theory. Oh, <laughs> he thinks he sees you know, Kaladin. People he are gonna go Kaladin. I Where, like it. Why would Kaladin still be alive? 150, 200 years later. What's Kaladin up to? Kaladin never dies. <laughs> Kaladin never yeah. dies. Uh, I, I like the the Spren idea. Um, I think that's super reasonable. Maybe he and the Stormfather are really tight now, and or yeah. Nightblood. Maybe he and Nightblood are like best buddies. Just <laughs> like, oh, good. <laughs> oh good. Oh wonderful. I, I make I make chart. friends with all of the entities that consume my friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Well, I will say, if he spent a lot of time in Shadesmart, he legitimately could have some Spren friends. Like, yeah, yeah, it sounds exactly. Like he met Ox yeah. in Shadesmart, and they began there. Like at least that was my read. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe he like mm-hmm. goes and lives in like uh like high sprint society well, I think for a few decades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what a terrible choice he leaves the windrunners to pick the worst order of radiance by the way my god <laughs> oh, no like well, I, I mean he's kind of into into the whole like he like the like, azish yeah. are very much into the legal it, system it, it, right it actually oh, kind it of fits, fits. It, it fits, fits. but he i'm like Skybreaker is better get a whole lot better very quickly. Well, I mean, okay, that's 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 fair. That's I mean, true. That's what Starlight Five is for. It's a yeah, you, you, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. fixes them all. Up. Or, or you know, maybe there's like an, an enclave somewhere that's like you know renegades Spren that are not yeah. dealing with like all of this. Yeah. I do, I do want to say by the way, super amused by the fact that like Sigzo is so he started off as a windrunner and then he went down to Skybreaker. His armor looks very dustbringer, so like no, he's making his way <laughs> down the wheel, and eventually he becomes the bondsmith of Aiden Elsium. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so okay, after. Long Donchard discussion, which was very deep, very quickly, which is like any topic in this book, let's be honest. Yeah. Ox is eaten. And Sigzel gives up the Donchard. Goes to the Night Brigade. Mm -hmm. When the Night Brigade gets a ship for space travel. I don't know. That's what my question is. Like, when does the Night Brigade come into all this? Because... Like Hoyt didn't seem doesn't seem threatened by anyone at any point except like Odium. But obviously they haven't invented space travel yet, as far as we are Taking aware. So it doesn't matter right perpendicularities. Now. That's but... frightening. <laughs> so let's also be clear: I'm this is not just a spaceship. Like... This is like a planetary destroyer. 
Wait, is it? Wait, is this, is this no. like a Death Star? This is Wait, a Death no. Star. It's not a Death Star, but but Sixo is like they can. There's a there's a bit yeah. about how they yeah they can, can like, like raise planets or something. No, like, that's, just, that's just surface. talking about using the shades. That's not the that's not talking about the ship's weapons. That's talking that's about like, the I'll, shades. I'll, I'll remember for killing Dave, them Dave all. talking about the, the shades. I They've weaponized shades. The chorus is already like, yeah, man, it's a good thing you have the reliquaries because otherwise the shades would eat this entire planet. <laughs> you know, like shades aren't good. They're bad. The night well, brigade has the shades. So you know. Now I'm really wondering how old are the Knife Brigade because I yeah, that, like obviously like, like how because I was gonna say like in my head I've got like a little kind of simmery theory we don't know, we obviously as tenuous as the Cosmere timeline is the Threaty <laughs> timeline is somehow more tenuous like <laughs> oh uh, my god but um like in my mind the fact that they have the their commander is like an admiral it's up the case yeah, admiral. yeah. In yes, my head, yeah like, i'm like oh, i wonder I if that's her. i'm like i wonder <laughs> if that is like a remnant of you know brandon's pitch for the Threnody novel is like it starts with someone watching a fleet burning from like a, a previous attempt to like an attempt to take oh, over right. to like recall it so i'm like if she's right, the right, captain right. of that fleet like that could be a reason she's an admiral yeah yeah and yeah yeah that's that's probably right. that's probably exactly what it but is then i'm like okay does that make sense with are they the shadowy group hunting the dawn shard that the that the sleepless are afraid of are they yeah. responsible for right. the incursions oh, yeah. of the shades that the irie are talking about in this born era you know Mistborn era one <laughs> like, i love watching your face for I don't know. This. this is good i don't know it's hard to tell <laughs> and, and like kelsier talks about mm-hmm. oh man if we were out in the open there are groups that would just like immediately destroy us and yeah. sigzel just mm-hmm. says Night Brigade, I know of no group more dangerous. Like, oh, okay, great. Uh, that's really tracked to me. Yeah. But so um, yeah, I don't I don't know how that fits together, but uh anyway, Sigzel goes to talk with the Night Brigade, and at some point Sigzel abandons his oaths officially and loses. Like he, he finally is like, I'm not a radiant. Oh, see, that to me is also like incredibly unclear where I'm like, does he yep. officially abandon his oath a second time? Like post Ox dying, does that even matter? Yes, if Ox I, th- I think that's eaten? exactly what that's I think that's exactly what that's saying. Yeah, because because okay. uh, we have a quote. Uh, why, though, you've never told me why you walked away after leaving Roshar after all we'd been through together. You abandoned all you'd followed why would you do that? And this is this is talking about uh, Sigzel abandoning yeah. Oaks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like in my head, though, like, could that not just be like you like walked away from your ideals in a way, you know, like even even not like mechanically, but just like you stood for the law and then you walked away from that, you know, like, why does it have to be? Oh, well, I was eaten and then you abandon your oaths because he talks about how the armor was presumed destroyed when that happened as well. So I kind of thought that maybe a lot of that had ended. You know, like I, I, I thought that his radiant powers and like a lot of the special myths had probably like he was never able to do any of it that. Again. That that be that is fair. A case of you know, of like when Kaladin wasn't like really following his Windrunner mm-hmm. oaths, like he didn't officially break them, but he just wasn't following them, and the powers just weren't working as well. Sure. I guess, and but then he did take the, the next ideal yeah. to like summon the Silsbane. Yeah, I think what you're saying here david makes a lot of sense in that like yeah maybe a lot of the powers went away and this is more just like 
the the formality of like yeah you're you've you've mm-hmm. you are no longer fi- following the ideals uh mm-hmm. it certainly seems that him not following the ideals had led to future issues with his torment right i uh, guess yeah. it, it is because <laughs> yeah. it seemed like when he was he had the torment when he was like doing stuff in line with his ideals the torment wasn't as bad like he could well, still fight and stuff Okay, well, here's the weird part about that, though, is that that happens when he's acting in line with his Windrunner ideals of protecting people, yeah. not like what no, he's basically lawful. Justice. And he well, still yeah. does have the ability to do the pressure thing, which to me is must just be Don Shard weirdness because he's not bonded to a wind sp- or an eye spread or an honor spread anymore. Too many spreads. Does he? Does he <laughs> do, do the, the pressure? Yeah, thing? yeah. When he's up. Yeah. When he's up on the high yeah. elevation, he's like, oh yeah, a little leftover power. I can do a little bit of pressure stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you're okay. just like, weird. Yeah, that that does see because because this is also not. It, it's got to be it's got to be uh, uh, Hart weirdness because yes. he's not like actively doing anything. It's just something that activates when he is yeah in this high altitude environment. It's and I and I would buy that. Like he talks about how his history with breathing in investiture that he still does it that way even with the Dawn Shard because of his past. So I'm sure there are like echoes on the soul even after the bond is broken and the Dawn Shard is kind of like, oh, I know this power. And like, like I the Dawn Shard protects yeah. him and the Dawn Shard itself. Like there's weird crap with that, right? But it's, it's definitely interesting. But it, the weirdness to me is honestly that following the Windrunner ideals is what allows him to yeah. overcome the torment as opposed to Skybreaker ideals. Although... <laughs> I mean, I don't gets, know what he like. He, he starts putting on like lots of clothes and not touching people, and suddenly he's got his powers back or whatever. He can <laughs> he can he can come in a sphere because he's following the Canterbury laws. <laughs> okay, fair I mean, point. I, I, like we don't we don't we don't know what his what his skybreaker ults were. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, you could, maybe there's a way you can tailor those to be like protectiony in some way, right? Sure. A weird, a weird kind of, you know, I, I swear to follow the Windrunner ideas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and oh, and you know, it gets even more confusing, too, because he isn't it. It's implied that he got two sets of plate, correct? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So he, it's, needs to, it's, he still needs to advance in an oath and then abandon his friend before before this happens. There's, a, yeah. there's just so much going on. And then get to the fourth ideal with a separate friend, at least. Yeah. Good. Yes. Impressive. Yes. Yes. Oh my god! Although with Ox, like we've got we've got decades. We got decades. Yeah, like, it's not yeah. weird. It's just like, oh my god, Sigzel, what a life! <laughs> well, I mean that that's that's the motto of this book, Sigzel, what a life, man! Like, holy crap! <laughs> I would put that as the title of the YouTube yeah. video, but people would be upset. So I can't I can't do that. <laughs> I do want to talk about Night Brigade uh, Threnody stuff some, but may- maybe we should take a quick palate no. cleanser and just talk about other favorite moments in the book. Maybe okay. Does, does that th- this is this is the weirdest like well we're talking about the book and then it's just like let's go deep into the cosmere stuff down the mariana trench of cosmere stuff as deep as we can possibly go and then it's like what's, what, what's your favorite moments in the book guys oh i i think the timeline is a like it's a it's a deep dive but it's not like 
We can we can go much harder. I mean, we than talked about the topaz. I think that's a pretty deep cut. For most <laughs> okay, people. if we're on an episode that has to do with dawn shards and I'm on it, we're gonna talk about the topaz. Like, <laughs> put your comments below if you even knew of the topaz. <laughs> put put below. I remembered that there is a topaz, or I've never heard of this topaz in my life. Primer the topaz. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason. I I was so intimidated the first time I coincidentally clicked on a Shardcast video and it was the Dodd Shard one. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I stayed away from Shardcast for months after that because I it so overwhelming. But I mean, you're saying that us, I, I, I think us three were on that. We personally scared you away from Shardcast. <laughs> Look, the Dodd Shard recording was. Whew, I think we had uh, Grace but, on that too. Yeah. No, no, I think that, that was, was a letter. Yeah. It was a it's marathon. Good. Yeah, we recorded for seven hours. So anyway, fave moments. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about some other book things, because I, I we mm -hmm. before there's plenty of time for Laura stuff, but this is time for some character stuff. Like I want to talk about LG. I want to talk about mm -hmm. Rebecca pronunciation. Uh, yeah, is let's that... do let's do a quick vote on on Rebecca pronunciation. Yeah, Rebecca. It's, it's, Rebecca. It's Rebecca. I can't I, I say Rebecca. So um, I, like very like. I used to say Rebecca. Yeah, okay. And I was, yeah. I was informed that the audiobook oh, says Rebecca. And I, yeah. I've grown to. I to silent the. I don't like the I think uh, on this read, I, I tried really hard to keep that in mind because don't tell Jess, but I pronounced Adolin as Adeline, but don't, don't, oh. don't tell Jess. Don't tell Jess. I still don't know how I pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like Shalon wrong and things. So like Rebecca, but I'm never changing Marasi. Screw you guys. I don't care if the audiobook does it different. Like you, you can unsub. That's fine. That, <laughs> oh, does that, it? Does it yeah, say, no, I say Marasi? I think it, it, says like, it makes sense because it's a variant of the name Mare, I think yep. ultimately, but like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm like, going to go to my grave in that way. I I think it sounds nicer as Marisi. Well, yeah, but I did it this way. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. stubborn. No, I, I was a Shallon reader when I read Way of Kings the first time. I knew someone in real life named Shallon. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is how it oh, said. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite moments? I have... I'm trying to remember if it's one one moment or two. Sure. Less them both. Uh, no, I think I think it's one. I think it's I think it's the moment when Sigzil finally figures out how to lance his soil, his soil, his soil. <laughs> I'm gonna say boil and soul. <laughs> how to how to broil his soil? Um, <laughs> That's what the sun does. Uh, it conducts. It does. It does boil the soil. Uh, <laughs> it's very yeah. hot. How to, how to lance his soul of the torment a little bit, and and like he gains back the ability to fight, and it's this. Uh, and it's this incredibly disadvantaged, like overwhelming. It's him versus like thirty shard or whatever, and and but like all the getting goosebumps just thinking about this again. Uh, just the like the the sheer joy of him going, yes, finally. I've got like three hundred yeah. BEUs. I'm like. 
near <sighs> nothing. I'm ready to go. I'm so and, thrilled. And he kicks so much ass. But like yeah. the ass kicking is almost secondary to just like how good he feels just to be able mm-hmm. to do that again. Yeah. Right. And then and then he finishes that like he realizes that he's not gonna be able to or what was the chasm kata later i think that was later that right? was later that was like an intimidation thing i i think it was actually right after that wasn't it mm-hmm. uh that was because elegy oh, elegy was also there for that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah because they were on that mission okay that was, so that, that was there yeah that's the two things i'm conflating the mm. two scenes that i'm conflating like him mm. getting like fighting back like coming out of the maelstrom stealing the sun hearts and then doing this uh this fight thing and then the overwhelming odds and the and like elegies there and the the chasm kata like it it, it has exactly the same vibe as like kaladin's chasm kata where it he really was does. doing that and bridge uh, and, four. And it, Hell and yeah. It felt, and then just bridge four at the end. <sighs> so good. good. I love so it. Good. I think one of my faves mm-hmm. is Sigzel just saying, never break an oath to a Rosharan <laughs> to the Cinder <laughs> yeah. King. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like, yeah, don't, don't. You didn't read enough nope. about Roshar, did you? <laughs> there. That, was, that, was, that was very unwise. Maybe you shouldn't have gotten your, your Rosharan lore from a Thalen merchant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, I'm trying to think other really big moments. I think like, we touched on it briefly before, but when he's underneath, when he's hanging from the bottom of Beacon and Ox is about to it's about to give up himself to yeah. allow him to save them all that was a really effective moment where mm-hmm. i like the tension was just so high like you could just feel his fear and like the, yeah. and then the relief afterward was just really really yeah. powerful. Yes. definitely kind of made what it does happen later like he set it up really well there that you know you, you knew what it would mean when ox was gone yeah and i think that emotional like catharsis of like they made it over the mountain makes that zellian thing really hit really mm-hmm. hard yeah, yeah. right uh it, it, like that that all goes together this book's stressful guys like it's yeah, it's it really oh stressful God. in all the best ways i think yeah. yeah and elegy was a highlight of the book for me too i really liked her and i thought that yeah. she was like an interesting character her her and Sigsel's conversations i enjoyed a lot you know when they were yeah. talking about you know what like you know how to like how she should approach kind of like the rage she was feeling and and just it was interesting to like see her kind of give up like that last little piece of herself to kind of become someone new like it definitely it was it was it was it did not play out the way i thought it would you know like you kind of you kind of assume she will be restored in the end and all will be well and that wasn't what ended up happening well and and more importantly like she didn't give it up to become a new person she gave it up to save her sister mm-hmm. she, she did really she did have a little piece of it still yeah. in her yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah i really liked Sigzel and Elegy's conversations because I think that also helped Sigzel remember what to fight for yeah. mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah, that was interesting. Sure. I I know I've seen a lot of comments saying it's kind of weird we're getting another POV character this late in the book. And you're not it's wrong. Strange. It's a little it's... weird, but like I think it worked for me as well. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. almost like a rule in fiction. Like you can totally just do weird POV stuff sometimes. Oh. Yeah. As long sure, as you set it sure. up. 
I, I just can is... understand why someone didn't like it, right? That, that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. There is a trope in there that I that I really love, uh, which is I, I don't know the the proper like the TV tropes name for that, but it's the uh, kind of situation where one character is is like you can never know what I'm going through and like the internals of my soul and mm. these feelings like the other characters like so it's like this and like that. <laughs> That's true. And like that. That's true. I, I <laughs> yeah. do I do love that. And I think his like his engineering scenes, like his Arcanist scenes were really fun as well. They weren't like impactful in like an emotional way. But like when he's when he's kind of breaking down, like, OK, here's how I approach investiture response to commands. You like doing all this stuff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And a good primer for people who aren't in the Wobweeds, you know, the people who are like reading the books. And they're like, oh, OK, this is being explained to me in a really clear way, as opposed to us who are like pulling answers out of Brandon that he's not yet quite ready to give. <laughs> in yeah. the books and so you know i thought that was good yeah. and it also like fit with his character that you're like but i want to see him be the nerd again <laughs> you know and mm. then it's like yeah he's being the nerd and he's gonna save everyone that's what i want out of you sigzel hell yeah that's what i want yeah i love uh, i mean chapter 47 I, I really i'm just like looking back through my reactions though i'll see what i could do like brendan you did come on uh, <laughs> and, uh, that, that was just cheeky. so many crying about is like at the very beginning of that chapter i i, I love so much of the ox stuff and their interactions mm -hmm. um it's whole, like, he's hilarious. like subtle references to stormlight but also the sass and so just this really nice balance between them. i just random breaking my heart in a way i didn't expect but also like humor and fun stuff i just started playing a new game uh on on my computer i started playing forspoken mm -hmm. uh which is something that i've been mm -hmm. i've been waiting for for a while and there is uh a very ox like character that you you meet very early like you have this voice in your head that is just constantly sassing you which which i love there's a scene early on that's like a very small scene it's like one paragraph uh that i that i really really liked uh which was when Nomad and the Beaconites are are escaping from the arena, uh, and he's on mm -hmm. on Rebecca's ship. They're being pursued by two other ships, and and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I need yeah. to buy us some time, right?" And so he jumps off of their ship uh, to land on on the enemies, and like there's this moment where he feels some of the some of the old like windrunner and skybreaker flight yeah I, I, I was gonna oh, say oh he, yeah. he and the sky were not on, on yeah I, I have the quote oh. here actually because i wrote i copied it in my reactions nomad and the sky weren't currently on speaking terms but they'd been intimate for some time in the past <laughs> and he still knew his way around her place yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah. line since the previews it's so and good. i and i think it's either that scene or a different similar scene where it's like like the wind like uh, almost like holding him and caressing him as he fly flies yeah. right mm -hmm. yeah. in a similar vein i really liked the moment where he's like he's doing his rocket science and he's like the only way to create motion is to like push math <laughs> and then ox is like what about what we used to do uh, immediately like I'm, like it's both funny and it's immediately like he's just like lost like it's like he totally throws him for a loop where he's like oh yeah like I, it was just a really sweet moment that's so cool and like that, so sad that that has very very similar vibes to like 
to to that other chapter that I that I mentioned earlier, where the the greater good are like, do you know how to fly? And he goes, yeah. oh, oh, that's not what they're talking about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the greater good were also yeah. awesome. Like I, I loved that. I loved them as characters. I Dude, thought that they were really cool Yeah, I loved the greater good. I just love the reveal that they're old women. Like I love that. <laughs> that's great. Uh, oh. Also, shout out to Sigzil being like, man, these Serenadite names, I got to write these down. These are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, shout out to... Exactly, exactly. It's like, that was the best one I've seen yet. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be hard to put on a driver's license. It'd be a lot of work. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll make it work, but I... I I do love like the Puritan pilgrim <laughs> vibes of Trinity. Like it's it's just such a cool vibe that we don't get, and they're in such a weird planet that I dig that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, yeah. good old Jeffrey, good old Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Zeal. That's also just a great name. You're like it both sounds kind of like a name, and you're also like, oh yeah, I, yeah. But yeah. I love the like virtue names, right? Yeah, but Zeal is one. No, 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 I know, I know. But like, yeah. I, I love all of them that they that they have. Like, I. Oh, yeah. I, I just that. mean, like, it's, it's it's just a fun one for me. Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think another favorite moment was yep. the Night Brigade POV in the epilogue. I, I was so hyped. Just yeah. like, please tell me this is a Night Brigade POV. Please yeah, I, tell me this is a Night Brigade POV. <laughs> I kind of so wanted cool. them to show up just a little bit earlier. I wanted me there to too. be a moment where they got close to him I, and that didn't mm-hmm. happen. That that would that would be a, a minor. Like, I don't know where it would have happened. There's not like a spot where I'm like, oh, obviously, Brandon, this is the right moment. Like this book isn't have slow points. But like <laughs> that was like one thing that I was kind of expecting that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I I do wish we'd seen more of them, but what I loved everything we got, so that's the reason that it isn't the, the Admiral's point for me. I love, I love, love her. She's giving such lady vibes. That just <laughs> immaculate. I agree, David. Once we saw the Night Brigade ship, I'm like, well, this is going to happen in the climax, and it kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you don't get like we know that they're threatening. You don't get a great sense for why. Yeah, like the, you know the shades are bad, and you know that they're dangerous. But like, it would, if you'd seen them like turn a shade loose at some point, like that would have been cool, even yeah. more tense. Yeah. yeah. So that that's a minor quibble I have, but the the night brigade is really cool. And oh, I gotta give a quick shout out related to this: the chorus, yes. bonkers, insane. <laughs> I, I love. Just, oh, yeah, you should go meet the ghosts. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Uh, and just, oh, yeah, it's, the, you know, it's the shade enclosure that we have that, you know, they make stuff for us. And they they also tell us history and lore. And also, and if all the shades eatest. were freed, then they would just they would destroy you know, the planet. They would destroy yeah. the planet. So I guess the Thranodites are still making shades here because Rebecca's like, that was my brother in there. Like, okay sure okay yeah yeah Bonkers. i know it's, wait, i won't go down the full path i'm so curious why they behave differently on this planet like i'm like is it is it a like a planet impacting the investor thing is Ooh, it yeah, like what's yeah. going on it's yeah. very we have to talk about the chorus it's sure. make things like that's also really interesting to me yep yeah, yeah. i i did love the moment where Sigzel was like, this is so implausible. Ghosts making like <laughs> making things out of stuff. And Ox is like, it actually makes more sense than what we do if you think about it. Yeah. 
it's like, hey, at least they need to get raw materials here. It's like, yeah. ah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> but I, I did, yeah. I did like in in that reveal, right when when he first meets the chorus, he's like, oh, glass enclosure, it's like an aquarium, and then he realizes that the top is actually open, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Ooh. oh, also, yeah. And there's more than one reliquary. They just they just make more of yeah, them. Yeah, they just split them. They, they split the smoke. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I did like when they when they crash too. And he was like, he like opens the doors and he was like, ah, oh, crap. That was that was the shade ship. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or <laughs> the, the glass didn't crash. Like, it's a good thing they made it of sturdy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That is that is that is good. Concern. And, and they do like without the chorus, the whole like the whole society falls apart too. Like it's kind of hard to understand how that this world, how this world could exist without the chorus kind of being there to rapidly mm -hmm. like transform raw materials into yeah. functional engines. Like it, no. it has a bit of skyward vibes of like, we need ways to make ships fast because factories <laughs> aren't existing here. So we got to get that done. So the entire yeah. like, culture and ecosystem on Cantico is just everything is so precariously balanced and like you need all of the all of the little pieces like you if you if you lose one is is like the whole thing's gone right You're done yeah it's so deadly it's amazing none of those reliquaries broke and all the shades got out like just somewhere on the planet but Okay. Oh my god. No, maybe the sun also... destroys the shades. I, I think the sun does. Because like one of the things the chorus says is, hey, hey, um, you gotta you gotta give people to the sun. Otherwise, shades, right? Well, um, but that's not talking about the shades being destroyed. That's just talking about when people die. You should Yeah, but that prevents the shade from spawning, so presumably like the sun kills it. Well, I think our chance that that's because <laughs> it becomes a sun heart. Not a shade, and so yeah. that's what's happening. It's being yeah, yeah. it's being pulled into a different manifestation. Yes. Uh, and I mean, I just don't think that for whatever reason on this planet, it seems like if you turn into a shade, you just get sucked into a reliquary. Like that's that, what happens. So, yeah, that's separate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. That. That. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me think about but it. Like, I don't. I don't know if that would work if like an entire reliquary broke. Probably not. That feels. That feels bad. Like that feels like a lot of shades. It seems like to me, like actually I keep trying to almost write the wiki article and then I'm like, how do I write about this? Because I'm like, <laughs> they almost feel like one like almost like a like a one organism made out of individuals now. You know, like they've lost their individual identity. Yes. So yes. I wouldn't be surprised if a reliquary broke if it kind of like I don't want to compare it to like an unmade or something, but like something like I feel like you could get like a mass of shades that was like doing scary stuff as opposed mm -hmm. to like a bunch of individual individuals. shades. Behaving there, normally. There, there's there's lore stuff to talk about, but I want to just cite Brandon. You are promising in this book that we are getting the novel, the Night Brigade, the yeah. Threnody novel, and yeah. it needs it it needs it needs to happen. We're we're people are gonna be upset if that doesn't happen, and I'm way more excited for that crap now because yeah. so so the pitch of the Night Brigade. A group wants to free the homeland of the evil. It doesn't go well for them. Opening scene is all ships sinking and people washing up on shore. I'm super happy with I'm... the explanation that the Admiral was the Admiral of that fleet. I think that is the thing that makes the most sense. They don't use boats now, but, you know, they, they did have that. I mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. that's just a, a leftover. Yeah, from... yeah, no. And I think 
I think that no, 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 no. What I mean is they still use naval terms, sure, but it's not the same admiral. It feels weird. Like the the, the no, no, no. It's the same admiral. It's the same admiral. It, yeah, okay. In okay. my I think vibe. that admiral's <laughs> an immortal admiral who's been around yeah, for a long time. <laughs> I we'll see. I, it feels to me like the Cosmere is heading towards like a series of warring semi-immortals. So like in my head, like Brandon, Brandon likes to give us characters to follow. Like we don't get like, like it's not like Chris is being replaced by subsequent like sure. arcanists, you know, like we do. She, he does like to create immortals for us to follow as, as much as he says, we're not going to do yeah. the Avengers thing at the end, especially so. when we have such a very powerful group. And so it seems mm -hmm. like, the night brigade th this is the origin of how they figure out how to weaponize shades i guess yeah i would expect so, so. yeah mm -hmm. oh my god mm -hmm. yeah god that sounds so awesome so holy cool. crap I, and and yeah, honestly so i just want to see the evil because that <laughs> i did not expect that in this book i just, was <laughs> holy oh, yeah, crap. i was so blown away by <laughs> oh it's mountain-sized manifestations of investor yeah. like what yeah you know just Brandon just throwing yeah. it out there like, oh, yeah, uh, impossible, unnerving features and unknowable motivations. Threnody was not a place one visited to relax. That's that's a pretty good top quote. Cosmic <laughs> Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely didn't like. I think it makes sense too, like that it had it's it, like calling it the evil. It always had to. It sounded so nebulous that I'm like, it's got to be something weird. Like it can't just be like one big monster. Like it's got to be something that you like struggle to explain to people yeah. after you've met yeah. it. I think in my head, I like I was thinking of it similarly to how to how I was thinking of the deepness, like this kind of yeah, nebulous. Yes. yes, you know, it's not like mm -hmm. an entity. Well, it's 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 not an entity. It's a force. Mm -hmm. uh, but but this this puts it a little bit more into the entity territory. Like honestly, it puts it in like like Lovecraftian like level of it like does. cosmic horror, which I love. I mean, look, Threnody is the best place for that in the Cosmere because it's yeah. already max mm -hmm. spooky. So let's make it even more spooky with Lovecraftian horror. And also, I just love Investiture coming to life, and it's like real bad. Like it's not it's not nice mm -hmm. actually. Like. We need that in the Cosmere somewhere, I think. And Threnody's the yeah. best place for it. I know. And it yeah. would appear that the Night Brigade did not succeed in defeating the evil ultimately if it is still around. True. Space yeah, no, they didn't well, succeed. I guess that will not happen in that book. <laughs> yeah, so maybe the book, maybe they've communed with one of these entities and granted them some power, maybe, and mm. we see them. Yeah, maybe some. that's how they, like, TARDIS yeah. the Shades. Yeah, I, think that makes sense, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to like spend too much time on this because we do know we're gonna do a thread of the episode. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But we gotta like the, the continuity chains have to come from somewhere. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. I mean, so uh, presumably that's the silvery chain that we saw in yep. uh, Celebrant. Mm -hmm. Celebrant. Wow. And Rebonial was given one yes. i believe yeah although was, she was also kind of like can't use it kind of pointless so. uh it was it was probably the same one actually uh because the diffused took over oh yeah that's that's fair that's fair but, but she got it from she got it given to her by marais so if it's, oh yeah no so you know like that, that would have been a different yeah, yeah, chain yeah. of stuff it could still be the same one like it was close for sure but you know she would have been given it by her lieutenants as opposed sure. to him yeah 
this this book makes me so excited for Cosmia future stuff yeah. like this. I think this book is straight fire, li- literally with the maelstrom. There you go, from the sun. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think they'll all be like this. This book is obviously designed to be extremely fast paced yeah. and very stressful. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think other books will be like that. I'm like there are yeah. there are three book three, era four book one are not gonna be that. No, 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 no. not at all. Like I, I think this is just the smallest taste of like intergalactic politics and what's going mm-hmm. on and it's just the, the tiniest little smidge of mm-hmm. oh what what are the skadrians doing here i'm like yeah what are the skadrians doing here i'm yeah. interested mm-hmm. and it's yeah. all their fault yeah. it's all their fault in this yeah. entire it seems, thing seems like future skadrial kind of sucks uh gotta throw that out there really well, really well, kind of jerks I, uh I, I do just love the name drop of, oh, yeah, these are the timekeepers. Like, what are you talking about, Brandon? Like, what what is happening here? Just, okay, Um, sure. mm -hmm. Um, Before we get off the Night mm -hmm. Brigade. Yes, um, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because I I doubt I'm going to be able to be on the Threnody episode just because of scheduling things. I don't know. I think that might be 2024. We'll see. (laughs) Well, who knows when we record. So, I I had some theories going into this book just based on that one wob of like it's inspired by the black company. And I was like, okay, there are several ways Brandon can take this. Okay. It's this modern black company where it's like the mercenary group that has a contract, blah, blah, blah. Or like this is the one I liked more. Is this ancient black company coming out of Katovar? Like they, they are terrifying. They are legitimately terrifying from what we learn in the later books. And it seems kind of like it's a mix because they still have that contract thing, which I thought was interesting. Like who in the world is powerful enough to say, yeah, that's I'm going to pay you to do this. Like when, when it's a group, that's a bit scary. Okay. Nomad was saying about like raising planets, hunting their objective at all costs. Like all those tiny details. It isn't just the small group of soldiers just going about their everyday life and working for someone from the first No, um, they're like, spooky. Section. No, this is They're terrifying. Like this is giving me so many ideas about like what that book could be. Because yeah. of like they're dis- I mean, how they're gonna deal with the evil and like the origin of the group, because it seems like it's like so like not it's not like the people we follow in the books, with the exception of the admiral whose description matches Lady and I love Lady and the admiral seems really cool. So I really hope we get more of her. We're gonna mm. no there, there is a zero percent chance that we won't see this admiral again. You don't yeah. put it in the epilogue without being like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. that thing's real crazy, right? Except know. you know the, uh, yeah. the at the end of Bands of Morning with you know the set space. Yeah, mortals, see that's but, my know, thing that. is I keep thinking like okay when do we plausibly see this character again though and I don't I don't want to liken these to the MCU Disney Plus shows because I think that's a negative comparison to make <laughs> at this stage but like they do there is that problem that they do have where or maybe even some of the later movies where like they introduce somebody you know and you're like okay when are we even gonna see this character yeah, again yes. so I'm curious like mm-hmm. what does like does Brandon Usually when he introduces something, like we do actually see something coming down the pike, like yeah, before you would expect it. Not, not all the time, obviously. Poor breaker, you know, point in case. But um, <laughs> like, you know, I, I just am very curious, like, does he think we're going to see Night Brigade yeah. soon from like, and maybe not the novel, but like, are they going to pop up somewhere else? 
Yeah, and those so, are things that he's hired Dan. Dan is a horror writer. Yeah, yeah, we could get I, some Dan I, stuff. Oh, like it, it's it, it fits very well. That's true. I I hate that Dan should write the Death Brigade. Uh, no, I don't think Brent, Dan is going to write like the main like okay. book, the one that Brandon's been talking about all this time. But he's probably going to write books with them in it. Definitely. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just like, in my head, I always like, that just seems like a little, I, I want to see what Brandon's been, been, yeah. or maybe a co-authored one would be the thing, but I, you know, I'd be sad to see it just handed away completely. Um, I'd be so better. Brandon has been talking about how Zellion has for a long time been a character in his head. True. Like, yes. This book is kind of a little bit of out of nowhere. Like this was not a planned Cosmere story, but like Zellion has a role in the future of the Cosmere. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that has to come up somewhere, right? Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. it's Aerofor, right? Yeah. I um, think so. And that feels like a good place to like catch up with the Admiral mm -hmm. and with the Night Brigade again. In 2060, Argent? That's Ish. what we're going to catch. Ish. <laughs> I don't want to think about it's that just, too much. It's just but. so far away. Like, that's decades. It's the opposite of what I was hoping for. You know, and, but like, and honestly, I kind of personally, since I know you're skeptical of the Admiral being the original one, I, I kind of disagree. I think we'll see them before that, maybe at an earlier stage before they've got spaceships, but I don't think we're going to have yeah. to wait for future Cosmere to see the night or the Dust Brigade mm -hmm. again. Although it is the Night Brigade, is it not? It is the Night Brigade. I've been ignoring that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's just crazy how Brandon put three Cosmere Seeker projects that are all in the space age <laughs> where there's spaceships. Like, mm. that is not what I pegged for these three Cosmere books. We, and I think it makes... I mm -mm. think Brandon is excited for space age Cosmere stuff. He's like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And... This is the way I can do it. And hey, isn't that cool, guys? And yes, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look at he is now he's written three Space Age Cosphere novels. He tried to write a fourth that was whatever, Kingmaker. He's oh, got yeah, the short, he's got right. short story. Yeah. Six of the Dusk, too. Yep. And, you know, Skyward was originally all supposed to be future Cosmere, but then he pulled <laughs> out because he couldn't make it work. And so, yeah. like, he is just straining with every writing muscle he has <laughs> to not write future Cosmere like, yet. Uh, you guys like, need some know? Stormlight back half in Era 3. It's like, ah, oh, I yeah. just want to write like, the spaceships and them fighting. He's like, I'll just write like 15 novels about backwater planets to build up this, to build up the world of the future Cosmere so later I can go, oh yeah, yeah. canical, and I'll go, oh to, my god. To, to, get it, to get it out of his system. Yeah, I, like you I know what Brandon is like when he when he's been like world building stuff and really wants to talk about it. Come come, hey, there's a the dragons recently. So. Yeah, maybe dragon stuff's coming up soon. Yep. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned for our next episode on Wobs, where you'll get to hear about dragons, and then we'll probably have some <laughs> men lore episodes after that. This just makes me very excited about future Cosmere. So do do we do we want to do a quick like the state of the of like space mm -hmm. age Cosmere. I think, I think now is a great time to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if any, if anybody is, I think a lot of things we are feeling have come out that were revealed in the six of the dusk part two story with this novel. If anybody is still avoiding information about that, we're probably going to touch on it at least. Wait, a we might, bit. we might touch it on a bit, but yeah. uh, if, if you yeah. want to skip this section, that's fine. Cool. So let's talk about the space age. So 
it's very clear that uh, Skadriel does not like Roshar at all. And yeah. we do know clearly Radiant still exists, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're immediately worried, hey, did you speak the oaths? So that yes. we know post Stormlight, yeah. they exist. Yeah, and it almost seems like because of that, that it's specifically like a radiant Scadrial conflict a little Maybe. bit. Like they like they're okay. They're well, not he's like, oh you're a Rasharan, but they're like, did you speak any oaths? Like they're mm, like that's what they're well, asking about. They're okay with him having a shard blade as a mercenary potentially. I think he because I believe he mentions that to them that he has a dead blade. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. He he implied I mean he says he's unoathed, so and, and yeah, he does yeah, yeah. he doesn't have a blade, so so I find that interesting. I guess let's 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 stay on that for a moment. Sure. I guess that implies some level of like... So I, I think we've known for a long time that the conflict between Scadriel and Roshar was going to be kind of essentially the, the conflict of the Cosmere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have these mm-hmm. these two factions which are, you know, maybe warring, maybe just in a Cold War type of situation. Cold War. Yeah. And we've also known that Scadrio's faction was going to be the more like technological one. And then uh, Roshar was going to be the more magical one. Yeah, yeah. Roshar is the Magitech one. Scadrio, like they have magic, but it's a lot more of like the modern tech. They they have the spaceships. Well, like Roshar might have spaceships too, but they they just go. Like it just seems like their spaceship in Six of the Dusk, that was magic. Like they had a metal plate they were pushing off of. Sure, sure, sure. No, 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 no. It absolutely is, right? But it's it's more technological than more technology being fueled by magic as opposed to just straight up magic, right? I just felt the so Roshar's gonna have Fabrials. Like they're like they're gonna have Fabrial spaceships. Like is that different than Skaterian's building? Um, so metallic for, art spaceship so i don't know if they're gonna have fabrio spaceships i firmly believe it i think they might move around with like else calling and stuff oh and you still no because they're gonna have space battles argent i firmly disagree there has to be space battles there has to be space battles okay so fine whatever regardless <laughs> it doesn't need to be like a hundred percent technology and a hundred percent science right it can be like there can Magic, be gradients yeah. right why am I talking about this? I don't know. Because, That's a great question. Um, uh, uh, so, okay. So, radiance, whether whether they they stay in the current form or change in some capacity, are probably going to be aligned with like the official Rosharan faction. Yeah. So, like, there, there's like, I don't want to say they're like an arm of the government, right? Or they're they're subjects to the government, but like. There is an implication here that a radiant means official Rosharan business. And sure. if you if you are not bonded, if you're not oathed, maybe you are, maybe you aren't, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I buy that mm-hmm. for sure. You're an outsider to the conflict in some way, at least potentially. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh which which oh, so I guess what I was driving at is that's maybe concerning for the future of Rashar and the future of the Knights Radiant. Oh, oh yeah. Also, I don't, oh, yeah. with like the deal that, that Downer made at the end of Rhythm of War. <laughs> yeah, but that but that deal doesn't buy him the loyalty of the Radiants. Like that's specifically something called out. Is Downer says I can't make the oh, Radiants follow you. Yes. You just get me. And yes, so. but also a lot of the Radiants like Dal like 
Yeah, but they wouldn't go with evil Dalinar. I just don't think, yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, now I infuse Dalinar. Who would like to switch teams? Like, if Brandon does that, I'm dropping yeah, they, the book. Honestly. They, no, they, they, they like, already have the right. Skybreakers do that. They already switched teams. <laughs> yeah, they already and you love that so once, much. and I hated it so much. <laughs> no, but you got you to gotta think about, like, we are talking about 200 years, potentially, of, like, developments. Sure. There's a lot that can like slowly build up and the radiance of the radiance of now wouldn't, but the radiance of 200 years in the future could. Sure. Yeah. Malata was like all down with like Mm -hmm. the diagram and and like she's not a relevant character, so we don't have to worry about her. She (laughs) is a she is a radiant. She is barely. It's going to be so interesting to see the state of all these shards. Like, is it Harmony? Is it Discord? I don't know. Uh, what's going yeah. on with Odium? Did Odium mm. win? Uh, what's Cultivation up to? Like, there's so many factors that... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say because we talk about this so much as... Mm-hmm. And Brandon does, like a conflict of cultures. Like, that's what he's building yes. towards. And that really leaves the shards out, which have been some of the big drivers of these big Cosmere conflicts before. So it makes you wonder, are they like, have they, you know, are they just a part of that same clash of cultures? Have shards been just taken shards off the table sides. in many ways? Like are a bunch of shards dead now? Or like, what's going on with that? It's, yeah. it's a really interesting yeah. question. And I'm wondering like, why do the Skadrians specifically have a problem with Radiance? Like, what is it specific? I guess there's no way really to predict this because we're so far off. But like, what is it about Radiant culture and like their oaths and things that Skadrians have such a problem with? Well, that's that's what I was getting at, right? It's not necessarily that they have a problem with the Radiance. It's that they have a problem with someone who might be like an official Rosharan representative on the planet. If the, if that is the the assumption, oh. right? I, I, just you know, like, maybe ask a clarifying question. So like you're you're basically saying that like the Radiance are an arm of what I'm going to call a one world Rasharan government at this point or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And, that, and that's why there's a problem, because they are like they're the military or the special forces or whatever. If, of you, the if you see government. a Radiant, that means that the Rashar has official or maybe hidden, but like Rashar has an interest here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to if you see a Rasharan, that doesn't necessarily mean that Rashar as a whole has mm-hmm. an interest here. Yeah. And I think, and the other idea that I add that I don't know would on its own lead to a conflict, but it's like maybe a thing that could kind of develop into a conflict is what we know about what Kelsier wants for the metallic arts is like a true democratization of them, like a true, like spreading of power, giving it to everybody. And the radiance in another way are kind of exclusionary. Like they, their philosophy is different in that you are chosen in a specific in few individuals are endowed with great power and everyone else can have favorables or whatnot. But maybe that's mm-hmm. a conflict for them. You know, it's like we've yeah, got these we've got these big kind mm-hmm. of like OP people throwing their weight around and Scadriel's like, hey, like that's not cool. Even though obviously Rashar is the correct side of the conflict. Okay, <laughs> okay. We love we're getting a very negative view of these Scadrians <laughs> in the far future. Okay. We are. We they don't but they to me. I I'm just saying we're going to have Mistborn protagonists and if it's, it's Mistborn era four, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Brandon's going to have the point of view of the villains. Maybe we're going to shake things up a little bit. <laughs> I uh, mean, look, I, I would love that to be honest, but yeah, like Roshar's whole thing, right? Is these powers. Yeah. We can't have surge binding blow up another planet. So we're restricting them with these oaths and 
that's why the otter blades are dangerous right so mm-hmm. yeah we're not allowed to do that and maybe kelsier is like hey but what if we try and give surge money to everyone and Rochard's like yeah no that is no. that's yeah that could be the other I, thing I, I, like, that's a good point like mm-hmm. that's actually a really bad idea and we're definitely not doing that guys that, and that ended up poorly for our last planet yeah i mean <laughs> like, he's trying to yeah he's trying to make a bunch of lord rulers and they're like whoa 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 like <laughs> That is too. That is too far. Yeah, I mean, that's, that could be it. I I imagine there's a bit of a magical arms race, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, a short thing on arms race. Uh, sure, seems like the Southerners are doing great uh, in future schedules. Like, oh, it's just. Well, you yeah, don't speak Malish, Malish? Are you kidding like, me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Can you can you speak? What is it? Can you speak like a civilized, a civilized, yeah, language? civilized language? So oh, yeah, and. The people in the Six of the Dust previews also had some Malwish vibes. They were saying yes. no masks. They were do- there were yes. some things that yes. make you think that maybe the Northerners don't win this Cold War, which would no, be kind of fun. That's crazy. No. Yeah. So so maybe I, it's gonna be interesting. Maybe yeah. we're gonna see the point of view of the rebel Northerners versus the like maybe maybe the Malwish are the evil ones in the space age. I don't know. Look. There's a lot of places for this to go, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm... Yeah, it's kind of too early to predict anything. Yeah, I, all I want to say is just throw out that we've seen uh, Skadrians put colonial influence on First of the Sun in a pretty rough way, and now we see them inciting conflict secretly on another lesser-developed planet from an installation embedded within the planet and just ultimately creating conditions for an authoritarian yep. to rule yep. a government where he where he kills people to further his own power and they don't really see any problems with that so we've seen that's that's some two very strong <laughs> negatives for future schedule and future rashar has nothing like that all right all right all right all right all right let's talk about this so rashar also has a presence in in sixth of the dusk sequel they offer a marginally better deal to the That's, locals. Sounds good. A marginally they better are, deal is better than no deal. They're like, hey, so so these other guys were like, we'll take all your birds. What if we gave you one bird out of every hundred or whatever numbers they gave. Would you rather have zero birds or one bird out of every I, Look, that's under... <laughs> that's mean it's that's not being good. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is yeah. a different conqueror, right? Yes. And then uh, we could also very easily be looking at kind of a, a Rosharan Ghostbloods situation with the Time Tellers, where we know that the Ghostbloods are good and cool and we like the ghost bloods because we like Kelsier and Twinso and Moonlight. <laughs> but also these other guys. So like the same way that the ghost the bloods absolutely ghost suck bloods. on Roshar, it's fully possible that these time tellers <laughs> absolutely suck on Canticle. Even though like the rest of Scadrial might not suck I, or suck as much. I I also just wanna point out that j- Yes, we've seen this, these Skadrians being bad, for sure. But like, I think we will see both of these cultures, and it, and it, they'll both be bad in their own ways, in different yeah. ways. But I think we're going to get a lot of messiness and these clashes mm-hmm. of these ideals not working out great. And I think there's plenty of room for Roshar to be, oh. 
you you signed a treaty with us you broke the treaty you're dead to us type thing that's how, and, traders, that's how treaties work fun fact well yeah but i well sure but like you could imagine like a a situation where like a rosharan meets like a guy maybe not in charge right and rosharans absolutely go overboard because that guy that they met, broke an oath, broke an oath and is just like okay well screw this planet like they're, they they don't believe in honor and stuff like maybe, i don't know maybe we should call this episode skadrail apologism instead of secret <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that the skadrians are good here i i'm just saying that this is probably going to be a nuanced situation and that i'm sure mm. the people in charge of both of these planets are like there are factions on those planets is like no you cannot treat people like that and other people like i mean yeah but what about that evil empire over there and then it just escalates from there right oh i'm here's my final point oh go ahead bronica we've been talking a lot yeah no i'm kind of assuming that like regardless of the side we are on on this conflict like both Skadriel, I mean, we've seen Skadriel already doing this, but Roshar will also like be a colonial power. And so it's going to be really interesting how Brandon is going to handle colonialism on like both sides of this conflict, because a lot of times like we see just like the colonialists and the colonizers and that's it. Yeah, the people who are colonized. But here it's a conflict between two different uh, powers, like vying for control of the Cosmere or whatever it is. Mm hmm. And they're both like have these characteristics of like going other places and wanting to like get them on their side, either it be by force or, or like the deals that Argent was talking about earlier or whatever it is. So I don't know it's going to be interesting because it's not a theme Brandon has touched on much yeah. um, so far because his books tend to be like so insular, like yeah. in a city or in a country or in a community. He hasn't really gotten into the like truly like worldwide oh, conflicts yeah. with mm -hmm. cultures clashing mm -hmm. and everything going wrong, kind of like Wheel of Time style, like that pitch that um, RJ gave for Wheel of Time. Like cultures clash, things change, deal with it. Brandon hasn't gotten there. It's been very like, okay. These people are facing this problem, and it, will it have world implications? Yes. Like I mean, Miss Bornero one, you know. Catisandra had implications for all of Scadriel, but he is dealing with people from different cultures, like trying to figure out the same problem. You yeah. know, Ev events are driven by characters, not by larger societal forces. A lot of the times, so that's for sure true. Yeah. Uh, here's here's my final pitch on this. We know exactly one law that exists in the future Cosmere, and it is that you don't mess with people who have not developed spaceflight yet. You let them develop it. That's what we learned that from Six of the Dusk. We have seen Scadriel twice now break that That's rule and inadvertently true. give technology to these people they should not have. In one case, obviously, so that they can be taken over and destroyed. The second thing, this will obviously be sides. There'll be sides. There'll be good arguments for both sides. Time to lay down your chips right now on which side? <laughs> Team Rishar? symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Of the victors, Look, I'm, I'm also wearing the shirt, but I just want to point out here <laughs> that he kind of looked like Void Light within that Six of the Dust preview thing. Like maybe Odium is is ruling these radiance. Is all I'm Odium's saying. Gotta be, 
Odium's got to be brought in somehow. It's going to happen. We've got to we've got to resolve that conflict. I'm I'm just saying how oh, you it might be a little. The radiance might not be as so nice as these radiance right now, and it, it might be it might be a little different. They've and, got they've got oaths. These these Skadrians can do whatever they want. You can't do look, a bad thing if you're following an oath, Eric. We've learned that from Dalinar. Oh, yeah. Nothing ever bad happens from fall, uh, following an oath. I think I've done this rant on Shardcast I, that is I for had sure. to say it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm just, you know, I I don't want to put my chips down until I see a bit more of what's happening. I would say people are messy. And I think the political situation on Skadriel is messy. Right. Like it already is quite messy and who yeah. knows how it's going to end up after era three, like how the Southerners and Northerners are going to interact. Like, I think in that conflict as well, there's going to be awful yeah, Northerners and awful Southerners and good Northerners mm-hmm. and bad Southerners. And I, I, I just look, I, I honestly, I don't care what side it is. I want to see space battles i want rosharan spaceships i want skadrian spaceships i want i guess you can just have radiance just like be your fighter jets like you don't even need them you can just have radiance do that and and in addition you have a shardic battle there also like i want a battles. battle that mirrors the real world yes, battle yes yes that, that would be very cool that, i love that that is what i want in my future cosmere let's let's get the night brigade in there let's let's get all the planets the in I, there just like an epic night brigade is a mercenary company yeah like, you who are they going to work by for side. yeah and like that's terrifying so just yeah. i just think that is just so awesome that i I don't really care who wins because I want to know that awesome battle. And then we'll have Hoyt on a spaceship. We'll have Kelsier on a spaceship and they'll be on the bridge of their opposing spaceships fighting each other. And honestly, (laughs) it easily could just be Kelsier and Hoyt's fault while they're fighting. Like that, that's very plausible. (laughs) Hoyt is a radiant. Hoyt is a a radiant. (laughs) And they really don't like each other. And you know, this is, this yeah. is all possible. So I, I mm-hmm. agree we are getting a very negative perspective of the Skadrians. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, maybe the oaths they're swearing are evil odium oaths and that might be a little different <laughs> here. Oh, <laughs> that's offensive to me, Eric. Evil odium oath. Is that what Renarin's swearing? <laughs> Uh, fair, fair point. No, fair it, point. no, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be crazy. And I do want to say, if we do not see space wind runners cut their way into an enemy oh, ship with their guard blade, oh my hell god, yes. point, hell why, yes. what's this all been about? Like it's gotta it's happening. <laughs> True, but like why they have shields even... and stuff, so like there there's like energy shields. Yeah, the Night Brigade uh, yeah. ship has shields. Yeah, how does that work? I don't know. Give me space opera Cosmere and just give me that all the time because that sounds mm. amazing. <laughs> And well, I don't they, know how they, the birds are relevant. I don't know how the birds are relevant. <laughs> for navigation, space navigation, Eric, oh, I swear. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I believe mean, they, it. They give, Wait, you, they give you powers. They give you, like, protection from, like, oh, cognitive influences and things like that. I I, Maybe I, some birds I, can I protect you from shades. I don't you know. You can see the future. Yeah, I, I hope... Is, 
these Skadrians have enough silver to buy off the Night Brigade if Rashar buys them and things like who, who oh is God. buying the Night Brigade services? <laughs> like, well, Adriel's so, like, you want silver? Sure, really you can have the silver. Like, that's fine. We don't use that. No, and <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the biggest Ooh, mistake. The as the Night Brigade just wrecked we have an entire we fleet. Have, we yeah. have thin eyes. We don't need silver. Um, <laughs> well, so so notably, this the Night Brigade is after nomad not because of a contract yeah yeah, they yeah, are, yeah they're just they are after him because yeah. don't shard yeah that's that's true but still that's contract and they don't scary. want people to know why they're going after this guy mm-hmm. yeah right. they're not trying to because other people go after him they know why they're going after him like it although, create- although the scadrians do know like they they connect the dots they go oh Rasharan mercenary blade. They know there's a oh, bounty on him, but they don't know don't necessarily know a dawn shard. Right, right, right. Yeah, they go, oh, that's that's why the Night Brigade is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's right. correct. They, people know that they're pursuing him, but I, I think you're right, Veronica. Like a question of what, which of these planetary factions the Night Brigade ends up on is a really interesting <laughs> question <sighs> in this actual war because they can be they can be mm-hmm. pursuing their Sigzel and kind of picking a side at the same time, and that's fine. Space Age Cosmere is gonna be so cool, guys. Like I, I just I just have it in my mind. The space battle, the shard battle, like that 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 easily could be final battle for Cosmere. You know, Brandon's gonna create some weird, like, oh yeah, we're rotating ar- yeah. Uh, around this crazy world. Like he does that in Skyward all the time of just crazy space stuff. And now it's gonna be crazy Cosmere space stuff of just Mm-hmm. Brandon's gonna make it so cool. He's he's getting practice yeah. writing space things with uh, Skyward, and that's good. That is good. Everybody, everybody, go for a quick little jog after this, so we can make it to the twenty forties. Keep those hearts healthy. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, oof. Oof. I wanna I wanna take us back a little bit to like the idea of a conflict between like cultures and specifically sure, the sure, sure, Skyward faction. Good. Uh, one thing that I that I like there from a thematic standpoint is the idea of where the power lies. Uh, and we yeah. talked about this briefly, but uh, something that I, I remembered that I also think is interesting is when Chris talks about these two planets in her essays in Arcanum and Baldic, Okay. Okay. Uh, she talks about, and I don't remember. I, I think I think it's in the Rosharan one where she's like, "Oh, people have access to an unprecedented amount of power, essentially outside of like the short bursts that we see on Scadrial." Or it mm-hmm. could have been the Scadrian essay that essentially says the same thing, but like flips it around, right? But the idea is, historically speaking, Roshar is the place, uh, or sorry, Scadrio is the place where. Every now and then you have someone like an individual with godlike powers show up and do incredible things. And then Roshar is the place where many people have, you know, they're not, they don't don't go quite up, up there in terms of power, but like they get powers. And it's interesting to see how that is potentially getting Mm -hmm. flipped around. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's also the aspect of I, I assume this is not going to be the case in the space age, but like Alamancy and Ferrakemi are hereditary. And I, I can easily imagine that a Rosharan's like, wow, that's inherently unfair. Like you just need to be worthy and be chosen by Spren, right? Like why I can see that. there's nothing kind of inherent about birthright merit, that makes you meritocracy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, right. and you could also make it like you could, and I'm sure it will be if Brandon is, forgive me for saying these words, flirting with the idea of cyberpunk misborn. You could see like, <laughs> you could see like income inequality schedule, you know, where like, yeah, for most, sure. Like the, like the wealthy have got a ton of powers and like yes you're poor you're trying you're a southerner who's trying to just fill up your warmth mind so you don't freeze to death and 60 degree weather you know like it's if if they're gonna resolve that maybe they're are this gonna be weird forever i don't really know but it's a good question for sure yeah we'll see it is notable that uh like the one scientist lady on the ship did have access to uh technological steel push she had a, a, Mm a a bracelet yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Like I assume it's going to become very widespread on Skadrial, right? Like ability to have these powers, uh, especially when we have spaceships and stuff. So, but that that said, like obviously the people who have access to spaceships are not the average people on Skadrial, right? Right. <laughs> Necessarily, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I do think just talking about other space age stuff, we are between this and Tress, like seeing a pattern in which it seems like we're going to have like semi sentient chips or like personalities that inhabit our yeah. future ships do between Seslo and this awakened steel mind? Question mark? Put a, put a cap on it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely talk about that. But, but yeah. yeah, but just like, I know, but like just talking, like talking about what we expect, like I think that will be an aspect too, is that they're going to be, we're going to have self aware ships. I kind of personally, you know, Earth Zero spaceship has always been a meme, but I kind of like <laughs> expect there to be like some sort of like if a bondsmith could manifest their sprint as like a spaceship and use that as a fuel. Oh, sick! That'd be yeah. so like, cool. Oh like that could be that could be a flagship. You know? Oh like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think they can like. Well, not be not as a spaceship, but like as the core of a spaceship. Big. Like, what about a pat, like a, a gemstone pillar in the core of a spaceship yeah, that is powered the, by the, it? You know, I love that. The sibling, oh, yeah. the sibling, yeah. and create tower lights at yeah. will. Like, mm-hmm. maybe there are more bondsmiths in the future too. If the unmade, you know, we're bringing the, the unmade bondsmiths to it or something. You know, bye, like buy Mishram's flagship here is really is really the 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 main the main Roshard flagship. And you know what, David? Speaking of that. You know, I'm pro whatever side bottom matrims on. So bottom matrim <laughs> wins. I'm in. I'm, 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 I'm in. Like odium well, radius is like I'll, I'll forgive a lot of atrocities in the name of bottom matrim here. Let's <laughs> hope she doesn't go down the Rabonio route where she appears for a book and, and then died. stabbed. You, <laughs> you are going to get a, a sharp cast rant of epic proportions if bottom matrim isn't amazing. Oh, like I, I definitely think we're going to have like ship AI, and they're just like giant spren, right? Like, yep. yeah, like exactly. that's absolutely yeah. going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them could be giant spren. I think that's possible, or like awakened <laughs> things imitating that. Like, I think yeah. all that's very possible, right? I, I, I think the awakened steel mind is essentially a way to give Scadrial spren. Yeah, yeah. Where are my mist fabrials, man? It was a good idea, Eric. <laughs> we had. This is a good 11 years ago now, I think. Yeah, I'll think wow. 11 years ago, I had that theory that you use the mist to make favorials uh, rather than Stormlight. Do we have any other Space Age stuff? Because I think uh, we're, we, I mean, yeah. we, we, could de- we, we could maybe do a whole podcast on that, honestly, just, and just go deep down our headcanon rabbit holes because... We're barely yeah. on the surface here. Brandon oh, did this yeah. to us. He's the one who keeps writing about space. <laughs> it's okay. true. It's true. <laughs> it is his fault. I guess the only thing I would say is where do we feel like this story 
like, you know, in my mental, like in my mind, I'm like, always- do we feel like this is like yeah. concurrent with like, you know, the final era of, uh, Mistborn, or do we feel like this is a pre thing? Do we like how do we feel like where this falls and with the other future Cosmere stuff? It does yeah. feel feel very space age if you are that far. I, like, it feels very space age, but I don't think it's that far future. Like I don't think it's year four yeah. level. Um, um might even be before Yumi, just be, like because of the epilogue there and um the whole thing of like like why you oh uh, but yeah I just yeah, to explain just like that, that right? briefly for people, I think yeah. myself included, a lot of people think that the planet that Sigzel goes to at the end is Utol, which appeared in Yumi as a Shodel water world. And then he ends up on a world with a lot of water and some Shodel and then goes, how oh, rare are to see Shodel? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think it has it has to be right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I and, think that's the only thing that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hoyd kind of at some point says like, when he's talking about Komashi, which is where Yumi happens, says, well, you might have heard of the Utol system for other reasons, essentially, but doesn't kind of go into mm-hmm. what those reasons might be. So it could be something Sigzel does there. For oh, sure. I want, uh, you know, a book I want now, David. What's well, that? I want the Night Brigade fighting Shodel. What does oh that even look God. like? But again, just free idea. Oh what if that's a Dan novel? Give, give, give me a going, Dan dragons, novel. Come help us, please. Yeah, <laughs> that's the dragon stuff Brandon's talking about. Right. Like, oh, it's good. There's a lot of great <laughs> ideas for Cosmo yeah. stories here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think um, Sunlit Man takes place a little bit before like the true space age of the Cosmere. I think, I think people are still exploring what space travel means and how to do that uh mm-hmm. so i am i am putting that yeah like a few decades to a century before yeah air force yeah, sure sure yeah i and i, I, I would agree because i think to me it mm-hmm. feels like the con the, like when he's talking to them like the it feels like there's tension between schedule and rashar but it's not it's not, it, it's not fully right. bloomed yet but like when you see when you see six of dusk in my opinion that feels very much like if they're not already at war like they are like you know like the momentum is built they are heading towards it very quickly it's massive cold war we're getting close to yeah. it yeah yeah the other th- question is like if the, people are just dabbling in like space age stuff at this point, just like heading there, what does it mean that the Night Brigade has the, the, like these many like capabilities, like their ship with shields, and it feels like so so futuristic? Like the fact that they got there before everybody else. That's also scary. I mean, I, I think it probably other ships have shields and stuff. Like I think that's fine. Well, think- yeah, but I don't know. It feels. I mean, it's not gonna be the full fledged like space. I mean, era four, like space technology. Yet, I feel it's going to be like smaller scale things, like that research ship, and sure. like they're heading there. I don't know. I, I got this impression. I mean, I kind of had cannoned uh, the Night Brigade ship, like the huge, like triangular ships from Star Wars. Like that's like the visual oh, I got for some reason. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, yeah, Star Wars. Thank you. And so I don't I don't I mean the difference between that and like a smaller like research ship and like people like getting there. I don't know. Yeah. Because Serenity is like such a like backwater world. Not anymore with the night brigades, clearly. Not anymore. (laughs) Maybe that's um, the only group that's really mm -hmm. uh succeeded and otherwise Serenity is not a nice place. Probably. Yeah. We we have we have all of these like people who like followed the original lodestar 
on spaceships. Like they got on spaceships yeah, to Canticle, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what true, I wanted true, to talk true. about. I was I about that? Yeah. Sigzel also says at one point, like I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, uh, like technology, like spaceflight, is a pretty new technology, but it's been explored anciently before as well a little bit doesn't he say something along those lines i don't think it does Let's, okay we'll see that's and i and i and i don't even i don't even think this is like something that was in an earlier draft that we are pulling back. oh i, I remember definitely remember that, that. so yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking for it right. yeah so this is just interesting in relation to what arjun said about the people of canical originally coming on spaceships sigzel's talking about this is his, one of his engineering scenes again and Ox is basically asking him, like, oh, how does spaceflight work? And Sigzel thinks to himself, spaceflight was still relatively new. Well, the science was old, depending on which parts of the Cosmere you vi- you visited, but few had ever experimented with it until the last hundred years or so. So that at least okay. there's some technology that has been... I mean... This is, stuff has been around. Sure. <sighs> okay. I took that to, put the- to be, like, you know, the science of using a propellant. But then, you, but you just cited an instant of ancient spaceships. So, like you know, I think that is probably more I than don't that. Remember you know, it being spaceships though. But it's okay, how long Ship. have the? That's how like, that's how they design their ships. They're based on the ships that brought them there, the ships that they mm, ride in now. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. my my impression is that they are literally reusing the same ships. It's just like they they keep like printing parts. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and later they like Sigzel's talking about Zephyr and yeah, yeah. how that could have been used. That's like another potential ancient, yep, yep. whatever. But we can move on. Let's uh, end some future Cosmere comments and steer a bit back towards the book. Do you want to talk about like the Cinder King? I want to like, talk whoa. about the Cinder King a little bit because I think the Cinder King is like the most cliched villain and I love it. <laughs> Like it works. budget Lord ruler. It works so well for a book like this of just like an unrepentant asshole. And I love just the, Oh yeah. On every planet, there's some stupid warlord. Like who cares? Uh, which <laughs> admittedly Cosmere is yeah. a big place. There probably is right. You can't fix everyone's problems. Maybe, you know, don't have the Skadrians feed, the the guy the power to do that and the the cinder hearts and stuff like that's not great for sure i found him cliched in the best way because this book yeah. is doing so many other things yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's exactly right he kind of reminded me of without going into too many spoilers like the main villain of guardians 3 who was really not a very complex guardians of the galaxy the movie that came out relatively recently mm-hmm. which i really enjoyed and he was not a complex character but he was just like a megalomaniac who was awful and you just love to see his butt get kicked and I think that's like while people really do, you know, you don't want cliched villains in every story. Having like an incredibly unique, like well-motivated villain, like sometimes people are just bullies, you know? And I do yeah. think I like to see a variety. Like here's the thing, the tension in this book is coming from the sun. It's coming from yeah. like the whole sun hearts thing. It's coming from the night brigade. It's coming from Sigzel's backstory. Yeah. We don't need another source of tension with the Cinder King when like the story doesn't need it to function in terms of conflict. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. he, he can afford to be like a cliche villain because it doesn't matter. His That's, job. He's not driving the tension. His job was to be an obstacle, yeah. not like mm-hmm. a foil. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to mention 
just how much I loved the fight scenes in this book. And I think it's because Sigzil doesn't really have offensive magical powers. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so visceral to just be, I mean, you're sturdy, but you're being pummeled and you can't fight back for most of the book. You can't, like, you don't have any magical powers. Like, you you got, you got Ox. Ox is great. Like that that's very good. It's not just like lashing, 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 right? Uh mm-hmm. so I, I felt it's forced to be creative in a way yeah. that yeah, yeah, the fights were where Brandon shines the best. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. And I think that's like a little bit of a problem that's developed with Stormlight is that mm. you have to like you have to depower Kaladin for Rhythm of War to work, you know? Like <laughs> otherwise otherwise he just wins. And so when you've got Sigzel with serious restrictions on what he can do the tension is much higher and he has to be yes. more mm-hmm. he has exactly. to be more creative so i think that's why i really enjoyed the fight scenes even though like sometimes alamancy fight scenes i'm also like eh, eh, you know eh, it's fine it's it isn't new jumping. anymore like it used to be yeah the tension's very high with the chard but we don't have like they're not like flinging fire around they're just like scary dudes who are they're like, are bugs. They're like bugs you yeah, know bugs. like yeah yeah i i really enjoyed that here and that but it was also very cool when sigzel was fully powered just for a bit and i i love the line it's like oh you haven't seen shard played in action well i uh, don't don't worry about that too much but like it's it's not invulnerable right so i Mm -hmm. i loved that interplay there just the right amount of magic to make the fight scenes really good and stressful so Mm -hmm. good on brandon because it really is becoming a problem i think in the cosmere so i'm interested to see how it goes things with like the powers brandon has chosen so far to depict i think that so many of them like involve flying and like it's cool and everything he loves flying but like not being able to fly is gonna in its own way it's gonna give you limitations that loves limitations. are gonna make you be like more creative like with your fighting so yep. that's part of my like i'm really excited for like the back half of stormlight seeing because, other magics like, the yeah. main characters are from other orders that don't have um that ability and they have some things we haven't seen before the vision starting there which okay. <laughs> Sigzel is a windrunner and he uh, not a windrunner, a skybreaker and he doesn't even like really use division here either. No division so, for you. A lot of those things are gonna be really interesting to see because we haven't gotten the chance to see them yet in Stormlight because it so much has been Kaladin and the Windrunners. And yep, it's absolutely. more similar to like steel pushing and like on these other magic systems Brandon has where people fly. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll be cool to see like a stone word. Like you know, you can probably move pretty fast with that if you wanted to across a landscape or more time with the edge dancers. Like there are other cool like Confusion, ways to tension, yeah. else calling. Yeah, no. we, else calling is gonna be. Fun. We all know tension is gonna be so boring. Uh, <laughs> I wish the I could clock. disagree. The cloths are so <laughs> stiff. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just like, every, yeah. You could you could use a cloth as a shield, which will help you when you're wearing shard plate. <laughs> sure great awesome and have a shard blade make a knife out of a piece of cloth with your shard blade it's, it's nope. so sharp yeah i i i just want to see more variety but i was just surprised how much i enjoyed the fight scenes in this book and i, I think the mm-hmm. pacing helped of just every chapter break being like well i gotta read the next chapter now uh which <laughs> would get exhausting in a bigger book but like 
I think it just is just yeah. right here. Yeah. I think before we reach our final final end stage here, the, the main thing that I'm wondering what you all think is where is Zellian heading next? Like what's next for his story? Is it like, do we think we're going to see a Brandon book with Zellian or maybe a Dan book with Zellian, you know, cause we're seeing, we're seeing the very, maybe not quite the very start, nearly the very start of Sigil's story and then jumping quite a stretch. And so I'm like, are we going to like, are, are we going to see past books that will explain some of this or will this always be a thing that happened off screen? You know, I don't think we're going to see any of the history that was told to us here. Okay. Uh, like maybe maybe like Stormlight 5 or something in the back half is going to like set up the events here. Sigzil spends decades with with Ox. We can't have all of that happen on screen. Sure. Zellion is going to be a secondary character in future stories. I don't think we get main yeah. character Zellion. Uh, I think he's going to be like an important person who's like he like he is either doing things or has done things that are a big deal in the cosmere mm -hmm. and that makes him important but not like a pov character so like a basher of the future sure kind of uh yeah or maybe but maybe more prominent than basher has been in stormlight so far sure. but yeah I, yeah I, I yeah um yeah i was putting him somewhere between warbreaker vasher and uh, like I, I guess i guess closer to like wit level is i think like maybe okay. a little sure. bit more than wit yeah something like that i i think that's probably where it's at i do think we are going to see in the back half what is going on with the dawn shard and sigzil getting it i do think I we are getting that yeah i kind of don't think we will honestly uh -huh. i feel like when he said when brandon said the division point i feel like sigzil is going to head down a path and we're just not going to see him like he's going to and maybe we'll see Maybe we'll see it in a flashback or something or whatever, but I kind of I kind of think that that's I guess maybe Brandon says Don Shards matter for the back half, but I don't know. Yeah, I kind of like, think I kind of think he's out yeah. of the story after this and we pick up with him here. I, I think it's just we're getting the most Hoyd in Stormlight and whatever's going on in Hoyd and his Don Shard feels very important mm -hmm. that I feel like that's yeah. not going to happen off screen anymore. You know, I, th I think that it, especially that we've had Don Shard there's stuff with Risen. Like, I, th I think there's space for it in the back half. And ultimately, Sigzil didn't leave Roshar. Like, I think we might see it in the back half. I, I No, not might. I think we're going to see it there. And I think we're going to get a moment of, like, maybe Sigzil, like, mm -hmm. leaves with the Dawn Shard, maybe. Yeah, I think we're going to get, like, whatever we get in Stormlight 5 that ends up, or, like, is related to him leaving the Windrunners, like, for whatever reason that is, right? For sure. I think. And then eventually, like at some point, we're gonna get him like picking up the Dawn Shard. Whatever happens with Hoyd there, like a lot of Dawn Shard weirdness needs to happen because, like, Brandon, we're missing just one of the shards to at least like know like what all of them are. The Dawn Shards are like the next big thing. Mm -hmm. I think Eric was talking about that yep. somewhere. I don't remember what episode it was. Wobs, maybe. Yeah, I think it's Wobs. So like, we need more Dawn Shard information. So we're gonna get that. And then at some point, like, I do think we're going to, we might get that moment of like what happened that led to like that moment where the Dawnshire takes Ox's power. It doesn't even yeah. have to be like we see the moment, but like a setup for that. Like, what's the threat? I want to know like, what happens so there. so important that like things will felt the need to use it. What, and what story drained. are you going to have like decades into the future? I don't, I don't like, that's... I don't I think do. it's going to be a main story. I just think it's going to be things that are happening 
in relation to other stories. I, I think the best we can hope for is like era four Zellians. Like here, let me tell you what yeah, happened. Yeah, I think that's, I, that's, 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 that's kind of boring be... to me. Honestly, though, like I would be disappointed to have him be like, and I had a book where I obfuscated what my history was. And now it's time for me to tell you because it's narratively yeah. I'm narratively ready for you to know what happened. And so like I, I just that's not as interesting that I agree. I like I, I don't I don't feel like his history is something that was ever meant to be something that we know. Alternate pitch Stormlight secret history. Brandon said he could write it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> there you go. Stormlight, Stormlight's history set in the interim period between the two arcs of Stormlight dealing with Z Sigzel. I want, yes, I'd love it. Two, time when? No, if he is 28 in Stormlight 5. Oh, for the five, original thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bingo. Perfect. Okay. Okay. okay here, here's, here's an alternate, alternate pitch. Uh, <laughs> that there's something. I think we're going to see the very dangerous thing that's happening on Roshar that Hoyd's like, oh man, this Donjard, we got to get out of here. And I think Stormlight could yep. be a good place. And Brandon doesn't, Brandon wants to be vague now because, you know, what's happening in back half. It's right? a reveal of the back half. And yeah. Hoyd's like, you saved the Cosmere. And I want that moment to be like, yeah, maybe that was the right thing to do, even though we know, oh man, that turned out really badly. Right? Like, I think mm -hmm. that's going to be mm -hmm. a really interesting interplay. And I think that's why I want to see it in the back half. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that. definitely more confident in getting, like why Sigzel picks up the Dawn Shard in the first place yeah. than I am in getting like the ox moment. Yes. I love yeah, the ox sure. moment because I'm very curious about it, but it doesn't fit narratively as well into what we know of the Cosmere so yeah, far. Sure. So that might be a flashback or whatever later on. I would eventually like to know that ox moment, but I think what is going on with the Dawn Shard and him getting the Dawn Shard in, I think it doesn't need to be given back to Hoyd. But, you know, like... What is what is going on with that Dawn Shard it will absolutely mm -hmm. matter. Like there's no way it can't, right? Yeah. In the it, yeah. I think at the end of the day, I struggle to imagine that I would be satisfied with an explanation for how Sigzel like ends up becoming a skybreaker and like, you know, going down this whole path that would be delivered in like some exposition in another story. So I think we're gonna see more of it somehow. I don't know hmm. that'll be a lot. Brandon has told stories where he jumps multiple years, which is why I brought up secret history. You know, sure, you don't yeah, have yeah, to see sure. Sure. every single intervening moment yeah and i think that i do feel like we will see at least one other like sigzel standalone whether it's another novel or a short story if brandon can work it in i think he'd like to i think he enjoys his character and he talks about how he is a character jumping to multiple had in his mind for a long long time so mm -hmm. i think we see at least one more novel i'm gonna throw that out there that'll be a long long time but i just don't think his past matters I don't think it has to be I, the past. It could be I the think, future, too. I, I think like further down the matters. line. Oh, it matters. I think we could easily get a thing where we get a lot of Zellion as like sort of a shy figure in Lost Metal, where like he's a very prominent POV. Okay. I don't know if we're going to get a solo thing. And Brandon's end note is like, ah, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Uh, if we're going to see Zellian again. Uh, like, we're definitely going to see him like, again. We're going to see Zellian yeah. again, but we might not get a Zellian mm -hmm. book. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. But 
I, I can definitely see him in era four being like mm-hmm. like that conflict with Hoyd and Zellian becoming even more prominent. You know? Yeah, and like uh, the question really is like what what's happened to the other two two Donchads? Because presumably, like I mean, we have Risen, we have this one, like there's still two missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do they all interact? Um, that's gonna be a big question in the future. Like, why is it that I forget only chasing him and like why not the question. other two? Well, we don't know so that maybe that they're only chasing him. He I might mean, be the we best don't know they're only have. chasing him. But, like, what's the interaction there with exactly. the other two? Yeah. Like, is this the Donchard that's different from the others? Is this yeah. like what does that even mean? The most, know? the most like vague whatever. What is different? <laughs> than, what? And he did that so long ago. That is an ancient wob before yeah. we even understood what a Donchard was. Yeah. Look, oh, I remember, yeah. remember when there was a Way of Kings like epigraph that was, you know, taking taking up the Dawn Shard and ascending the steps to, to like whatever. Known to bind like, any creature voidish or, or mortal. Or mortal. Or mortal. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I remember forum days of just like <laughs> me me roll around being like, just so you know, honor blades are the swords, these are not, the dawn shards are something else. People be like, no, I think they're the same thing. And just like, <laughs> and later it's just like, they're not, they're not the same guys, actually. They're, yeah. they're definitely it, not. It, there was an argument oh. made that I wasn't clearly right at the time, but like, you know, it was, it's fond memories for sure. Uh, Pre words of radiance time. Good, Good time. old 20, 2010 lore. 2010 to what? 2012. It's going to be really funny, like thinking back on these secret projects, like years, maybe decades from now, and uh, how much we learned, like yeah. in the, the span of this one year. Maybe like, Zellian's going to be on an Aether book, you know? Worlds. Like he's going to be joining Twin Souls on the yeah. Aether planet or some yeah, weird crap. Know, man. <laughs> like, and he, I could, yeah, I he, could be wrong. There might not be another novel, but I think you're right, Eric. He, we're going to see him again before Space Age Cosmere. He's yeah. coming, he's going to crop mm-hmm. up again. He can literally show up anywhere <laughs> that's what this book sets up right like you you see him appear and because we've read Solomon, you just think oh no is the night brigade just gonna show up and wreck everyone because that that could be a really cool thing yeah. in a book where you don't we know that this horrible thing is gonna happen but the character's are like, man, Zellian no. is probably fine. And Zellian's like, no, it's not. It's not. No, it absolutely run. isn't. Yeah. Like, we're more the perspective yeah. of the Beaconites. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's fine. Who's this guy? It's a new star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Yeah. Rebecca was like, we'll help you fight them. Like, no. No. That's, no. that's, that's very sweet of you child. to say, sweetie. Pat, pat, pat. Um, <laughs> but also, maybe, maybe don't mess with the intergalactic <laughs> mercenaries also would it be really fun to get like this story like from the perspective of the night brigade chasing like not only their origin but like how they see um yeah. it's just we have so yeah. much to do in Thranity. i don't know but i want to just give a shout to brandon's lovely end note about the the cosmia mm-hmm. readers uh mm. i i thought you know, how is brandon so good at like just writing these heartfelt things that is like that's really sweet brandon stop it it's like you're a good writer or something ah, <laughs> and, and the dedication by the way and the dedication yeah. Yeah. i love the dedication because i mean 
at least to me, it feels like this is the book for me. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's mm. really sweet. In 20 years, we'll be like, and this new Zellion story on Shardcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh and, and now everyone who's a Cosmere fan can plausibly say that Brandon dedicated a book to them. True. So just True. Get Correct. Yeah. Pretty big feather in all our caps. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, famously, famously, anyone Brandon dedicates a book to gets a sword. <laughs> and we got and so we did. Yeah. we did mm. oh man it is fun to have that in hand it's a it's a cool little thing here if you're if you're not part of the like year of sanderson thing and you've managed to avoid seeing that here wow. so my unboxing's ruined of Kenny. Rip. Oh, we've we've that's the one item we've known is gonna be that is true I did, I did know that. yeah that's true i i, I do love that oh also uh, I guess one last, last thing. What do you guys think of the art? Like the art in the book? Because it's a little sketchy. I mean that very, very deliberately. Because, uh, But I, I kind of digged the sketchy style for that. Like, I thought it worked yeah, really nice, it, actually. Um, it isn't my favorite of the secret uh, project art. Like, I mean, the, of the main sure. one. But also, it like... Trust has these fairy tale vibes, and fairy tales have famously always been like illustrated with these like gorgeous illuminations, like all these things. So it was gonna have like Howard Lyons' art style fits that really well. So Yumi is the art book, of course, it is gonna have. It's gotta have the best art. We all knew it's this. gonna have the best art. This one, like, it wasn't meant to be that, and we got to the art because it was part of like the idea of the secret project. So I think it really fit with like what this book was terms of like tension and the way it was presented to us mm -hmm. and but the, the pictures i've seen of the physical book are gorgeous I'm the so sprayed excited. black edges um the cover it's mm -hmm. gonna be good okay. and i think the full color like illustrations are probably my favorite I love those like yes uh, of like among right. the your projects like they definitely hold their own between the zellion one though i really like the one with elegy in it i really like the one behind argent that's a my favorite thing it, because it, it just shows the world so, so well i actually need to change the back of my computer to that now that i can it's yeah. it's, um, it's so good the elegy one was interesting to me because it very much had like the 80s sci-fi vibe yeah. to it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And usually when I pick up books with covers like that, I really don't like it. Maybe just because mentally I'm like, old, bad. Uh, but like this, <laughs> it had th that vibe and I really liked in a way mm -hmm. that I think the Wayland Stormlight covers kind of don't do for me in a sense. Interesting. But I, I think there was more happening in this piece than there would normally be on a cover piece. I think cover pieces are more static usually. Mm -hmm. And so the characters feel like they're posing a little bit. This one felt more like it was like Actually. caught in the middle of the action. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, and I think that helps. Mm -hmm. And I guess I will say like not in like a super negative way. The the final piece is probably not my favorite. It doesn't quite come together for me. Uh, sure. Of, Zellion standing on the by the water, uh, but the, the front piece I really really love. It's mm -hmm. interesting because I I really like that piece because there's a sense of peace to it mm -hmm. uh, yeah. for for a bit. 
of just like wow we were on such horrible world that's like at least we're on a beach planet like that's pretty great guys you know it's really appropriate for like oh this is literally the last yes like that i like like for it like mm -hmm. i would not frame that piece personally but uh Mm -hmm. like the front piece god what, what an incredible this is, end this, this goes on a wall that, that goes yeah. on a wall man holy crap uh yeah. and and also the skybreaker one just oh, you okay. see the description really and then you see the glyph mm-hmm. like yes i know that yeah. i know that mm-hmm. symbol i know Hell, yeah yeah and that's, like that's i'm cool. kind of partial to like the for like other than the end papers like the no, it's the second full color piece we get not the allergy one the other one with like zellian and rebecca like going the gra- like the grass surprised oh, me yeah. a lot you know yeah that's yeah. true that, really that's like a nice what, piece but too but i'm also kind of obsessed with Rebecca's dress and I, I want to make it someday <laughs> i'm shocked this is very out of character for you uh, <laughs> yeah because yeah, there was that it's one so there was elegy that one and then the chasm kata one right and then the skybreaker the, one uh, the, uh, it's the the bridge four. Oh, the bridge four. yeah it's yeah, bridge yeah, four. yeah yeah right yeah, after like, the chasm kata. The, uh, the, yeah but yeah, I think I think the Zellian Skybreaker one's probably my favorite of the internal art. Yeah, that one's really good. The sketchy art of the chorus, that was probably my favorite of the sketch art. Mm-hmm. So just because I think that fits really well with that style of, of the shape mm-hmm. there. So I, I liked on the greater good too. That was nice. The greater to see good them. one, yeah. I like that yeah. as well. Of just them just looking at him like, hey. What's up? And and he's got his his feet up on the table and just sipping his, tea, his, sipping his cold tea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That that is an amazing moment in the book where he's connected to the planet and just isn't letting people know that he knows the language and is like, oh yeah, I figured it out now. And he just That's comes right. in with, yeah. with the plan. <laughs> Love that. Anyway, any final thoughts, guys, on this book? It's a lot. It's Thank a, you, Brandon. That, that, thank you brandon like mm-hmm. i love you me i love tress but we are going to get more shardcast episodes out of this one than the other ones we're gonna have so like, much to talk about until we got, stormlight we got a pad five. time like, until is... stormlight five here baby uh oh, yeah. so <laughs> this isn't the problem of like prior to rhythm of war that there'd been kind of like a drought oh in... we didn't look there's 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 plenty of stuff Probably for us stuff. to do there's uh, a lot but yeah 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 you're not gonna get you're not gonna get kirth part two anytime soon all you kirth <laughs> there. one of these days we'll get back to it yeah yeah that's the break before like mm-hmm. after stormlight five but before era three starts coming out where we're like oh man guys that's let's gonna... have a bovland episode yeah, that's like, where we get krem and did, did you want to talk about the krem or the soil <laughs> is that a lore episode the topic oh man oh but the soil i just have to accept that brandon brandon doesn't care about erosion which few people do <laughs> the continent erodes yeah. on the eastern side <laughs> and i have i have come up with like a pseudo explanation in my mind for how it might work and i just don't put too much pressure on it but yeah. the other fact is that it's only been ten thousand years that continent's got eroded basically nothing at all yeah. so we don't have to worry about the well, continent moving. I, I was referring to the soil on canticle but oh the soil on canticle oh. oh, is not happening folks it's solid rock <laughs> solid rock how is it weathering that quickly is it just turning into mud 
It's Z-Fix. magic. Said that that's mud. It's magic. magic. It's magic. It's magic. It may be oh, like the, the the storm, like it it rains and then it makes it muddy or something. I was I envisioning know. like the the jets of flame in the maelstrom as just like I'm like maybe some sort of particulate just falls down after that. Like they're blowing mass <laughs> into the air and it's just kind of coming down afterward. That's all I could think of. I mean, like we do know, like this is hold up. Can I? Can I position? Okay, so so this thing, right? There are like we know that when when the sun is essentially terraforming the planet, right? You do have these like uh, 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 geysers of material that that go up. Yeah, right? but it wouldn't be like fertile soil, though. But, no, like, well, no, no. But it's but like, like super like, invested like regolith, but whatever. <laughs> it's, uh, it's super invested fast plant stuff. Yeah, spiritual mumbo jumbo. That's right. I I, most biggest non-important question for Brandon is, do the seeds of the plants make it through the maelstrom to grow on the other side, or are they being blown back the other direction? <laughs> That's what I want to know. They are very um, resilient. <laughs> They're super invested resilient seeds. You can't get right. powers from them, but they're super invested resilient seeds. Also, maybe, how are maybe. the gazelles? What? There's just yeah. the gazelles. Not late. So they are dry. jumpers. I I I think they just keep running. Like, they just keep running. They yeah. just keep running the entire time. Like they have a they have a thing where they shut off half their brain and they keep running like a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry. There's plenty for us to talk about on lore episodes when we talk about how completely bonkers this planet is. So don't worry. We will be talking about it. That's I really need you science people to explain all those things because I have questions and I don't know. I have... So the secret to Veronica is that we need real science people to explain that to us. <laughs> it's called the astrophysics well, and the not acknowledgments. <laughs> but you, you guys are more STEM oriented than me. Like I have questions, but I have no idea how to solve them. Those episodes like, are. I don't know how it's conducting into the core. It don't make any sense. It gets pulled <laughs> in there. I just, I, I don't think that it's like maybe it's doing something. It's just not relevant to the story. Like Brandon just needed a mechanism. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How it all yeah. flowed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't <laughs> think that there's like, like electricity. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. People, I would not try to glean some larger investiture principle from what has happening here. Oh, this no. Is, not yeah. at all. No. I'm just, this is, oh, no, that, that's more for the calendar for world. Aiden Alcium yeah. made it this way. And Aiden Alcium's like, like let's, let's have some gazelles here because they're not, they're not going to evolve naturally. But I, you know, I want some gazelles. I here. like gazelles. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be gazelle world. <laughs> it is fascinating because you think like, there are some very old worlds, like you know, because like we've got that like shell that yeah. you know that Zahel has. But so there are like hundreds of thousands of years have passed in the Cosmere, but just not. Aiden Alcim has just like recently been like, or maybe not, <laughs> but he's been yeah. messing with some planets. It's like I want. Eh. Well, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, we can anyway. we can talk about this a, a long time. There's so many topics to do here. We'll get to them probably eventually. Put your thoughts below uh, on what you thought of the book and how crazy it was. And just the line of, uh, you know, Ox being a high spren. I, I like that line. Oh that's, that's, that's a good line. She's like, what? I, I, like, I, all caps like, this I love <laughs> just that people thought that it was an error like yes. on discord people were like hey, but is that a typo like 
Really, though? A high spread? <laughs> to be Which, fair, Eric, we also thought it might have been. I mean, they, look, they, it's, it's true. No, I, I totally get it. But there's some fun stuff. Put your comments below. Also, put your comments below if you remembered there was a Topaz in the, in the Cosmere. Have we, we've talked about the Topaz a lot. We've talked about the Topaz. I have talked about yeah. the Topaz for sure. So. <laughs> we haven't talked a lot about the Topaz. Like, we've talked about, like, Hoy, one of Hoyd's names is Topaz and mm-hmm. Mirror of the First Gem and that. I don't know if we really talked about the, the, uh, the origin the of that. Look, that yeah. sounds like a next year episode, maybe when we get uh, Dragon's Dragon Seal. So that, that'll, that'll bite us some time, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's, uh-huh. it's hard to talk about the Topaz because there's not much to be said. As a Topaz, <laughs> it's dead now. He was yeah. called it. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Those are all the relevant facts. And everything <laughs> else is just us going, huh? It's like the people be... being like, what are Tamu Kex in our Brandon interview? I'm no, like, what? I mean, other than it being a bone, that's about Here, it in the Brandon interview. Three a bone that you can use to summon dragons. There you go. Anyway, let's get on over to who's that Cosmere character. Yeah. We've been blabbing a while. I don't know how long this is going to edit down, but we're at 3.15 here on the, oh, on the raw recording. Okay. So, oof. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian. Tom. Raze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Ta. So welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character, the game show where you send five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com. I read each clue aloud. And after each clue, these guys have a chance to guess Who's That Cosmere Character? And we've been recording so long because there's so many tangents to do on this uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, we that... have been recording for 17 hours. No, 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 we haven't. We no, we are <laughs> no. not doing a triple <laughs> no. recording of this Disney? and Sunlit Mamlor. <laughs> no, no, not it, it even is... this thing went that long. No, like... that's true. That's true. Good we point. have been recording for longer than this book has taken <laughs> the, the timeline of this book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do just one priority queue. So if you support us at our highest tier on Patreon, our Herald tier, uh, you can submit priority queues that are read sooner than the regular queue. Uh, we, we do need to do a Who's That Cosmic Character episode sometime, but I yeah, don't know. Well, there's a lot in the regular queue. That's for queue. next year. We, we were going to, and then this book came out. Well, no, no, the, the, it's, it's on... The, We'll, we'll do it sometime. Uh, and, oh, uh, and if you don't want to spend $10 on our Patreon, you can just spend as little as $1 and vote on art polls and stuff where we commission cool stuff. And it's good stuff. So mm-hmm. there's, there's something for everyone on our Patreon. We'll be, we'll be commissioning uh, Yumi when she turns into a nightmare. Nice. Because that's going to be the winner Probably. of the October, October poll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, this is, this is coming out. This is coming out in October. Uh, if yeah. you if you join in and you are active patron in the first week of November, we'll be commissioning a Sunlit Man piece. So mm-hmm. you can nice. uh, you can uh, give True. us your ideas on what you want to True. see. We might include some of those, and you are also going to be able to vote on what you want to see. Because we got to have art for the wiki, guys. Gotta do it. True. Cool. So this one is by. The old faithful Lamerni. Lamerni. Oh, so, okay. Clue one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. one. Love it. This character has point of view chapters. Kaladin. Not Kaladin. Damn it. 
Freythan. It's not Freythan. I like that. Mm, no, I want someone weird. How weird can we get? <laughs> you can get really weird with point of view characters. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, like, uh, let's go. Let's go with Aiden. Oh, okay, no, it's not Aiden. Uh, I thought you were gonna go for a good old old chaps, old claps. You know that guy. Yeah. Old, old chaps. Old, old chaps. chaps. Yeah, he. Are, he didn't say the least important POV character. <laughs> what do you mean least? Like, he, he had. He got in contact with Nightblood. That's significant. Oh, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Aiden. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes, maybe okay, yeah, Aiden fair. causes all the problems, and that's why the Dawn oh. chart needs to be given Aiden, away. Aiden is actually. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe actually Aiden joins a Windrunner and Sigzel's like, I'm out, actually. No. <laughs> this, friend, bro. Yeah. this is this is a, this is a disaster. This order is going to disaster. kill. My leadership has failed you all. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm sure there's some Aiden fans in the comments. I, I hope he's not a cameo. If if real life Aiden is out there, we don't hate you. No, no, we absolutely <laughs> no. don't hate you. It's just is an interesting interlude. Clue two: This character hears a voice others cannot. That's... Oh, no, I was that... gonna guess that. You know who I'm gonna guess? Who are you gonna guess? Zellian. Not Zellian. <laughs> God damn it, Lamerni! Are you not from the future? Oh, wow. but that's not Cosmere. He's not called Zellian either, is he? No, like, he is called he is. Zellian. And is he called Zellian in that? Oh my oh, gosh. I think it's spelled with an X, he's though, called Zellian. isn't it? Oh, we, no, we, we thought it's spelled with an X. Oh, we it wasn't. Did. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Props to all those who were picking out those connections way back. I did not see that until someone else pointed it out. Uh, let's see. Deep cuts here on Shardcast. Deep, yeah, deep cuts to sixth incarnation of Pandora. Everyone's favorite <laughs> bug. Okay. So, POV. What was he like, hello? Here's a voice others cannot. Okay. Uh, Basher. Not Basher. Clue three. This character has a broken soul. Yeah, well. Vin's mom. It's not Vin's oh, mom. She, she, no, she's not a POV character, damn it. <laughs> uh, Zane. Not Zane. Shalon. Just. It's not Shalon. I like that too. Clue four. This character can command capital C investiture. Commands are universal. That's oh, true. What it says. That's what it says. I know. It's just not helpful. <laughs> I know. This, this, I, I, I think this clue may have been more helpful when it, when this was submitted. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Maybe we've, we've known about commands as being broad since Dawn Shard. Like this is not. A, That's true. true. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Can can command investor, but see that that's not the same thing as being an invested. That's being nope. best, you know. Right? <laughs> also, not mutually exclusive. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would be like, I feel like it's somebody who we need to have evidence that their soul is broken. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Vivana could yeah. fit, but I'm like, she's True. been through a lot. We don't know. Like, with that, yeah. we True. use that descriptor to her for her. So that's like the most valuable clue, I think, so far. Um, True. I keep trying to think of like one off era one. <clears throat> Yeah, like <laughs> nice. That's the other place it comes up. Really, it's like like hemology stuff or radiance, uh, mm -hmm. true, yeah. or like you know, randos that ruin talks to. True. Um. What about what about what about? Wait, does it all fit? Hmm. Oh, I don't think it does. I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess. Uh, what's his name? The guy who kills Wax's wife the first time. 
<laughs> oh, bloody, bloody tan. Bloody tan. <laughs> it's not bloody tan. I like that. I, did, I didn't guess it, though, Eric. That was not a guess. That oh, was okay. an I was going to guess. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, you get a free. It's not bloody tan. <laughs> yeah. Fine. That's that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay. Okay. I'm going to guess. Okay. Raiden. It's not Raiden. Damn it. Mm, interesting. It was 10 US, but I don't really have any good ideas. Broken soul can command investiture. He has a voice that there's 10 not. Dalinar? Not Dalinar. I like that. Yeah. I, have, I was just thinking Dalinar as well. It's like but, so yeah. many Stormlight characters kind of fit, but yeah. command. Yeah, like this, like this applies to a lot of Stormlight characters right now, which is why I'm looking <laughs> elsewhere, because I just yeah. can't really narrow it down between them at all. Mm. I yeah. guess. Eric's face. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot of ideas. So I'll go with Navani. It's not Navani. Clue five. This character has wielded another's spren. Okay, so, so it's someone who gets handed a shard plate. I already guessed Kaladin. You did guess uh, Kaladin. <laughs> oh, Renarin. Not Renarin. <laughs> it fits. It fits. When does he wield another spren? Um, the other shard blade that he like uh, he that he used no dead one that he used yeah. but couldn't really. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a good idea. Who hears voices? So that's why you were smiling, Eric. As I'm going, I'm thinking not Risharin. Mm. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, let's I don't know. I'm having a great time though. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, elegy. It is elegy. <laughs> Oh, okay. So it is, it, I it is a very recent one. Damn. Yeah, when Murney uh, messaged me this on the second, presumably <laughs> after they finished, and I'm like, that is funny. Dude, I'm like, oh it's yeah, a long time, time ago. It's yeah, possibility of it being a so <laughs> rare, rare time the meta game bites me in the ass. There's no way. I there was this bit me in the ass with like Tress. It's oh, true. Yeah, I remember it's true. Uh, mm, the Charlie it's true. one because that was Charlie. Was yeah. Spent, the the Charlie one was sent before the book came That's out. That's true. So it, it was just from the preview chapter. Look, I never said that we read the priority queue in order. That's true. Never, <laughs> never promised that. I, uh, I may have not thought to guess this if she wasn't staring at me from Eric's background. That's that's fair. Just that's fair. Looking over Eric's shoulder, going, like, "Hey, how's it going? I'm here. Come uh, on, man. Hello. Yeah, you can yeah. see the sword and her. It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and and her broken soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, there. Yeah, she yeah, got she broken soul. That, she, oh my god, good job. That was hey, good. This good. is the third planet where it does. Very matter. good, Willemarty. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it absolutely does, and it's the exact same mechanics. But we're not talking about that right now. We'll talk about that some other time. But <laughs> next time. Everyone, we are going to be talking about more words of Brandon from our Brandon episode, uh, and then probably after that, we'll we'll do Sunlit Man lore or something. We 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 got stuff to do, and we're we're very mm-hmm. quickly coming on to the end of the year. The end of the year, yeah. Like, there's yeah. there's well, not that many podcasts. Time gone. But, yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a what is it? Year of the Sanderson episode. Literally, that is. Not year, yeah. Mm-hmm. If we do two Sunlit Man lore episodes, the next episode is Defiant reactions and then state of the sanderson <laughs> so oh my god that's 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 what it'd be and then the next one would be on the 31st ha planning ahead we'll probably we'll probably get two 
episodes worth of wobs on the final stream. Oh yeah, and then there's just yeah. more wobs, and so then we're so <laughs> many wobs, and then we'll just be like, well, we have a lot of time before Stormlight Five and Dragon Steel, so let's let's do an hour yeah. per wob. No, we're not gonna do that. No, yeah. <laughs> I wonder twenty 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 four. Too much chill. to talk about. Like this is a crap cast. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I feel like this year the Sanderson might not be the most like he's gonna be like midway through Stormlight Five. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. God Stormlight Five did it to come out this year. Can you like... imagine if Stormlight Five came out next yeah. month? Mm. I mean, I, I, I can't. I, that was I, never gonna it, happen. I, yeah, I, I'm like, I structurally like some of these books would have been written. There's just no way it could have. You know, I don't think he has yeah. enough. Like, there would have been enough time, like mathematically. He you know? had to do revisions, so it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, well, and Hollywood things, which also didn't happen due to yeah. other things. Rip. Sorry. Filming this oh, well. time next year, right? Aha! Funny. <laughs> so sad. I'm so sad. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> I'll, I'll be feeling better having front half done uh, if we get a stormlight adaptation. Anyway, none of this has anything to do with anything. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all. <laughs> next time for not even all of the other wobs from our brandon episode that's true we didn't oh, wow. actually even finish that's true right. we, did, we did end up doing three didn't we e- well the, we haven't the last we haven't, haven't done the third one and that that no. might that will probably be in january uh oh, yeah, attached okay. with the spoiler stream the next day so insane yeah well yeah. okay well, it's unclear to me too because they said Yumi is going to also be the end of the year spoiler stream. They're going to be joined. And I'm like, yeah. okay, is he going to have a separate Summit Man spoiler I stream or is it all so. going to be a trio? I feel like it's probably <laughs> likely to be all three. I, I think it's going to be, yeah. Uh, uh, it's going to be hard to get. Which, which means we lost the Meteor stream, but. Yeah. Oh, that sounded like media. Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I feel like the fact that it's October. Is it October? Yeah. yeah. The fact that it's, it's October, October. We lost. We've known we lost the mid-year stream, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we have. There, yeah. Brandon is a busy guy, and we want him working on Stormlight. I think that's yeah. totally fine yeah. for there to be some less streams. For this, yeah. this year, is it's difficult to be upset about missing a stream. Oh, no! <laughs> There's that's not true. enough Brandon content for us. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to talk yeah. about, about Wobs? <laughs> There's just nothing to talk about. Anyway, we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Bye. But, oh.